Hello, listening people. Hello. You're listening to Spin Polish Presents Unappreciated Masterpieces. I'm Ryan Slowinski. And I will let you call me Mr. Bartek. Mr. Bartek? Yes. Not Miss Bartek? No, Mr. Bartek. Mrs. Bartek. Okay, no, you are I'm married. Mar- I'm not married. Ms. Bartek. Mr. Bartek. Mr. Bartek. I will let you call me Mr. Bartek. All right, Mr. Bartek. I'll let that happen then. Mm-hmm. So, you're listening to Spin Polish. Why are we called Spin Polish? It's always because we're spitting... And we are both Polish. Mm-hmm. And there's a presents in the name as well. Oh, you know, yeah, obviously, you know, we, because we present you with... Presents. Una- yeah, you know, that's exactly what we do. No, we present you with unappreciated masterpieces. What are unappreciated masterpieces? Great question, um, me asking. What are unappreciated masterpieces? Well, man with a ball gag in his mouth, an unappreciated masterpiece is a film in this case. A film that we think deserves... More worship, more praise, more love. These are films that aren't completely forgotten, but aren't completely remembered either. They're films that are middle of the road, to say the least. Maybe on the lower side, maybe on the higher side. But we say, hey, that road led to creativity and hard work. Mm. And we think we need to um, praise the road. If you're on the middle... Not the film The Road, that already has enough praise, but you know, like... (laughs) If you're in the middle of the road, you know, the police aren't going to pull you over because technically you're not on the wrong side of the road. No, it depends what country you're in. Oh, so, like, it's illegal to drive on the sides of the road, but you have to be in the middle? Yeah, it depends if it's, okay. like, a one road. <laughs> you know, like, there is no... Conceptual, one-way road, yeah. Conceptual paradox. Like, you can only drive on the middle of the road. What's the conceptual they... paradox that we're covering in this masterpiece Beca- of an episode? Our episode will be a masterpiece. masterpiece. <laughs> What's the movie that is a paradox for the general masses, evidently? Because so, here we are, scientists of film, having to decode this. So just to recap for the listening people, uh, despite all our talk of roads and calling me mister... There will be no focus, roads in the film. Our focus is on movies, and the movie we are doing today is Ozachene. Oh, of course. Yeah, of course. I, I don't speak Polish. I mean, I am Polish by descent, but not like language-wise. So I know. I just I don't know what you I said. Just, I just get. Up I don't know. What you what you... Say it. Ugh, fuck yeah. But what is it that we're watching, Bartek? I'm just so unsure. What What was it? Say it again in Polish. I might. I might get it. Um. Nah, sorry, man. I really thought I could. I really so, thought Ryan, this episode... The reason why you don't know is because when you repeated it, you put an N in there. Well, I was saying Think that... about it. Remove the N and it's... Oh! Is it the Sean Connery classic, The Avengers? No, he's done that one, but he's in it. He's in it. Oh, my God. Is it the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen? Nah, nope. Never seen it, so we can't hmm, What's that. the other nail in the coffin? Oh, Entrapment! No... Oh, wait, yes, that is the one we're doing. Entrapment from 1999, the yeah. year before the millennium. Yay! Well, technically, 99 was at a millennium. Yeah, but year before the millennium. Oh, because we live in this one, so this is the, the one. Yes, also I'm referencing the film. So, that film is the one we're covering. Of course, we can't cover it alone. We need someone with... Um, Someone who can really bend and stretch to our and, spit and and, and someone who can talk. <laughs> That's always a gift. Yes. Um, who's the person that can bend, stretch, and talk? That's like a trifecta of talent. Mm, it's like... the only talent they got. Yes. Ladies and... You laughed. Hmm. It was the bending part. 
That was me doing a really good impersonation of our guest. And an impression. Oh, both. Ladies and gentlemen. Uh, and oh, others. Sorry. Pets, maybe. I, I, yeah. I take that back. Listening people. That's fucking Because right. that's, that's... Respect our audience, yes. Bartek. They're calling me Mr. Bartek this episode. I call them listening people. That's right. That's our, na- that's our pet name for our audience. No, it's the name. My pet name for them is the Fuckboys. Mm. <laughs> But, those ones. So you, that one's fuck boys, not fuck and fuck girls and fuck. No, others. no, fuck boys yeah. transcends genders. <laughs> okay, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, is is our guest one of those? A uh, fuck boy? We'll have to find out in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, our brand new guest who's never been on the show except twice before is Mr. Sam Langsford. Hello, Sam geez. Langsford. Has it only been two times before? Yes, yes, it was Starsky and Hutch and that classic Deep Rising. And uh, now it's a classic entrapment. You've been entrapped in Catherine Zeta-Jones' left butt cheek as she bends and flexes in this amazing heist romantic art film. I believe it's called a caper film. Ah, is it now? Not enough capes. Then not enough is. So... <laughs> not enough film. No, you ruined it. What you should have said was no enough fit. And then he could have said, "Mm." and then we would have been complete with this whole entire running sequence. Wow, Ryan, way to explain a joke that didn't happen. I'm going to explain everything in this commentary because that's what we do. You guys need to get your copy of Entrapment because I imagine we all have a legal tender copy of, you know, tender, not like abusive (laughs) (laughs) copy. I was wondering what you would be caressing. Not abusive like it's lead star, Catherine Zeta Jones. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) You know, the thing about Catherine Zeta Jones is she was in movies. So get your copy of her movie and Sean Connery's movie, Entrapment, ready. Because we are going to start this movie. We're going to say, I'm going to say, yeah, we're going to do a countdown. I'm going to say play. And you guys are going to line up with us. So you're going to be watching the film and seeing what we're talking about. Because we are going to get balls deep into the the minutia of the film. We're going to talk about Sean Connery's alleged hairpiece. We're going to talk about Catherine Zeta and her Jones. (laughs) And we are obviously going to talk about... The weird femininity of Ving Rhames. So get your copy ready, because we're going to start this in three, two, one, play. So, what was that, sorry? Happy Millennium. Happy Millennium. We are now five seconds in. Whoop, whoop. So 20th Century Fox. How do we feel about 20th Century Fox, guys? It's 21st Century, guys. Get it, fuck it. Not at this point. (laughs) Not at this point. It was still 20th Century then. It's only 30th Century in Futurama. Ryan, they really should have considered, you know, that... It's 1999. It's not going to be 20th century for long. Most people who watch this film are probably going to do it in the I'm 21st. Really so, I was really surprised growing up that they didn't change the 21st century Fox because that was a big thing. It was like, they are going to change. And then they just said, no. Living in the past. They, they Now, Sam, I got you for this episode for a very specific reason, which was lasers were involved. You do love lasers. I found this film as a recommendation on IMDb from when I was looking at another film. Can't remember what that film was. And it just had Catherine Zeta-Jones with Sean Crowley's face behind her. Like, <laughs> ominously hovering giant size. I think I see The entire image. poster is of her entire body and then behind her, all of Sean Crowley's face. So it's yeah. massive. Was that? Like a red and background? she's orangey yeah, yellow yeah, and like then lasers. there's just laser beams across her and I'm just like okay then I scroll down and I'm like oh this is a movie about her trying to get an art thief 
locked up and then I looked down in the IMDB review, the first review was one I have included and it mentions lasers. I'm like, oh, you know, Catherine Zeta-Jones, art thief, lasers? I need Sam Langsford for this. I can't <laughs> think of anyone else who can cover a topic like Catherine Zeta-Jones and lasers. When I asked Sam to be on this episode, Bartek, mm-hmm. I even said to you beforehand, I said, oh, I found a movie that screams Sam. I found a that. movie that screams him. Yeah. And I was being very boastful about it to my girlfriend, to my housemate, to you, and without actually knowing if Sam was the right person or haven't seen the movie. I yeah. mess- and he's just like, oh, this is a classic of mine. This is one I've grown up with. Yeah. This is one of the old go-tos when I was born on a Sunday. I mean, what else can we watch but Entrapment? And I knew it. I Don't you love it when you can see certain films and you just know, oh, my f- a friend I know has definitely seen this. Yeah, and I... you don't know for a fact, but you deeply, deep down, you do know. Yeah, I don't know Sam as well, but I was watching this. I'm like, I think he would Well, after this, we did yeah. Deep Rising, you know the kind of movies that Sam... <laughs> <laughs> like you mean great films with good actors <laughs> from the nineties and, and twisted plots and all sorts of surprises. Was Starsky and, and Hutch one of these films? Or did well, no, randomly... Starsky and Hutch was our first film, so I didn't know his taste of movies, and I just knew that Owen Wilson was in it. I thought, mm, you know, he like he looks like a guy who likes Owen Wilson. Okay, but, but now it's one that. of his classics. I like no, Owen no. Wilson in Anaconda. Anaconda is a great Owen Wilson role. It's not as good as his role when... The Haunting, where he gets his head knocked off. Well, The Haunting is great, where he's like, oh, wow, scary, when a ghost comes (laughs) in. Like, have you seen The Haunting? I've seen clips from it. Well, there's a great bit in The Haunting. Catherine Zeta-Jones is in it. And she's gay in it. Yeah. (laughs) Properly gay. The book's actually hella lesbian about it. The original movie's hella lesbian. Yeah, I quite enjoyed the book. The, the Haunting with Captain Cedar-Jones, who's in this movie, and Owen Wilson, there's a great bit where it's like, you know, genuinely supposed to be scary, like, the ghost monster appears, and it's like really intense, they got the music and the editing and the lighting, everything's intense, but Owen Wilson just goes, oh wow, scary! <laughs> he just deflates any form of tension. I, I do remember in the clips I watched, it was very much a case of, why is Owen Wilson here? <laughs> <laughs> it's like if you had this sequence here where it's all intense, and then you oh, hear wow, Catherine Zeta-Jones say in a voiceover, like, oh wow, this voice. was scary. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. She says, no, you hear Sean Connery in a voiceover during this sequence be just like, and this is where it got scary. <laughs> 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 How many bad Sean Connery impersonations will there be in this? Okay, this is where I'm going scary. There you go. That's so him scary. in... Did we do so any... Uh, of course we Avengers? did in the Avengers. So let's get on topic, guys. Let's talk about this film. And uh, I like how that actor's clearly not Sean Connery. Yeah, it's clearly some uh, There's a man with dark hair for one. It looks like Steven Seagal. It actually, I thought it, I thought for a little bit in this movie that Alec Baldwin was in this movie simply because there's one actor who plays a man called Hector who has the exact same voice as Alec Baldwin but does not look anything <laughs> no, like Alec Baldwin. He does not. No one can look that good. But let's get into the proper meat of the film, which is our own histories with this movie. My history is one that I just explained. I saw this recommended. I've never seen or heard of it before. And I thought of Sam Langsford instantly. I'm like, this is a movie. I was I was like giddy with joy. But it's also a movie that I was giddy with joy to see because I really do like Sean Connery. And this was at the end of his career of a, of a film actor. and Before he went out on that great high. And then I love Catherine Zeta-Jones. Catherine Zeta-Jones is one of those actresses that not only is incredibly hot, 
but she's incredibly talented and she's in one of my favorite movies which is uh, Intolerable Cruelty by the Coen Brothers so I've always had like a soft spot for her as an actress so I thought Captain Zeta-Jones, Sean Connery and lasers? This is a movie we need to investigate on this show. Sometimes I put blind faith into movies, mm. not knowing much about their reputation, because I don't want to look up their reputation too much. I just go off the rating of the movie and the fact that I personally haven't heard of it, and that's usually a good sign that it's an unappreciated masterpiece. Yeah. Um, you shouldn't just take people's words for it unless they're us, but, you know, sometimes you just need a. You need to experience an unappreciated masterpiece for yourself. Yeah, take my word. You're meeting the best character right now, which is that lizard on a on a <laughs> leash. <laughs> no, the best character with the most supple breasts in the film. Here he is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how he's not everyone's favorite character. Oh, the, the moment he appeared, I'm like, suddenly this film, you know, it, it got to daylight. We can see a bunch of mise en scene. We can see his. He's definitely got half dollar nips. I feel like it's the price of entry to looking at Catherine Zeta-Jones in her cat suit. You want to see this man's hairy chest? You have to look at this guy multiple times. Here's the best part about this, Bartek. Mm. Before we get into your history with this, I just made a reference to a previous episode of ours called The Core, yeah. in which there was a there's a whole gay fan base for Stanley Tucci, in case you didn't know, Sam, that really <laughs> want to know the size of Stanley Tucci's nipples. They're like, are they half dollars? Di- are they dimes? Are they quarters? Are they half dollars? This movie's directed by the same man who directed The Core, oh. and we got to see full nips of that gentleman. Is this foreshadowing? Maybe. What's his name? J- John Emil? John Emil, I John would Emile. say. Okay. So, this is Catherine Zeta Jones' introduction. Now, Bartek, I don't know what your feelings are about Catherine Zeta Jones, but I was very shocked when she came in with an American accent in this movie. I'm used to her with her nice British accent. Welsh. You know what I mean, English. Fuck you. UK accent. UK accent. Not she, Irish. She, there you go. She usually hides the more Welshy parts of it quite well. And every yeah. so often she just slips. Oh, yeah, but she's using the I'm talking British accent Received to, to hide my Welsh. So I'm right saying British. So um, fuck you, Sam. So, Ryan, <laughs> just, just for a little... <laughs> just for a little disclaimer, what which Ireland is uh, Sean Connery from? <laughs> which island? The Ireland. Oh, he's from neither. Neither? Do you think Sean Connery is Irish? Is this what you're telling me? <laughs> Come on, Ryan, which one's he from? The big one. The big, big one. one. The big island. <laughs> Sean Connery is Irish. <laughs> Please don't tell me you think this. Twiddly D, Alright, no, you know me and my Irish. History. Oh, the fact that Bartek thinks Northern <laughs> Ireland and Ireland are both in the UK. <laughs> He's Liam Neeson in disguise. For people who don't know, this is a running joke on the show. Me and my Can I talk about this bold guy? <laughs> That's a great thing. Mm. Can we look at this? Can screen. we please before he goes away? I'm not bold myself, but how far forward does the hairline go in a head? <laughs> because you can see his hairline. Goes nearly in the center of his forehead, like the remaining fluffs of hair you can clearly see is in the center of his forehead. Like, there yeah. it is. Just shave oh, it all off, man. Look at it. It's really yeah. low. I don't know what's wrong with him, but I hope he's okay. Right. So, what's your history with this movie, Bartek? Um, if I say it, it's pretty much repeating what you said. It's your history, then what you told me. Wow, and that's, that's emotional. So you've never heard of this movie before? 
I might have heard the name, but I didn't know anything well, about it. Well, Entrapment's when uh, uh, the cops uh, try and uh, blackmail a criminal. That's, that's what Entrapment They, they uh, convince them to commit the crime in the first Convince place. them to commit the crime. That's Entrapment. It's, it's also illegal. It, well, Ryan, it, it's, it's Trapment, but they put an N there, and they put an E at the beginning, too. Far out! I like, like that Entrapment. That I was like, oh, N, but... His race, apparently, is Korge. What? His race and the information. Oh, Since they Korge. can't write Caucasian, they just wrote Corge. No, it means he's from Corja. No, he's a Corgette. Caucasus. It's a town in Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> that, I'm, very, I'm very proud of you for that one, Martin. <laughs> Sam, you were saying this is a lazy Sunday Wait, afternoon me two movie. Yeah, oh, yeah, what was your other fucking question? It's like my history with Catherine Zeta. Oh, yeah, what do you think of Kathy? Uh,. Not familiar with her too much. I know of her. Um, I actually didn't know that she wasn't American. Uh, she wasn't. Oh, that you know, oh, cool. Yeah, I had. I haven't really seen. I, I've definitely heard of her, and I definitely never watched Zorro. No, I haven't. No. Wow. I've I've definitely seen the Phantom. No, Ryan. Damn. You're missing, you're that, missing that one, a good lesbian performance by Treat Williams. That one. <laughs> that one's a Phantom on my filmography. Fuck, of it's watching. good. It's so good. You know, you, you haven't lived till you've seen Zayn in a tight purple outfit. <laughs> and this was before they figured I've out... I've seen that outfit, right? And this I've is before it. Billy Zayn went full bold. No, I think I think he was... I think he had to shave during it to film the scenes where he had the cap And then on. he never grew his hair because back. Because they never quite figured out until Spider-Man how to do a, a full thing without making the hair look weird. Oh, yeah, yes. Spider-Man's I was like, he wasn't in Spider-Man. He no, was he the wasn't. worst part of Titanic, but he wasn't in Spider-Man. It was great when he gets angry and smacks the table. Yeah. Don't worry, I've seen the Phantom costume. So, you haven't seen much of, much of Catherine Zeta-Jones. Oh, that's, that's tragic. Mm. But, you know, this show, it's sometimes a good uh, time to... Learn. ...finally see people and see the unappreciated masterpieces. And this one is... kind of a special one, I think, in my history on this show, because... This is episode 70-something now. Yep. And often when we watch movies, you know, we watch them, we research them, we, we like, gush about them. They become a big part of us. This was one where, when I finished watching it, I enjoyed it, but I was like, huh, I just watched one of the greatest films ever made. Now I'm going to go do something else. And it was kind of like a, you know, the words were good, but the passion wasn't there. But then as I was doing that something else, I started, I just... I kept thinking back to the film, like, you know what? That was a really good cuties. experience. I was really worried, Bartek, when I chose this film, of how you were going to receive the film. Because when we do Unappreciated Masterpieces, it for comedy's sake and for film analysis' sake, it's so easy to choose your goofier, wackier, kidsy type of movies. While I feel like for us, it's harder to plunge in deep to what is a more dry type of film like this, where it is a straight drama caper movie while sometimes it's so much easier to talk about a movie like Big Fat Liar where Paul Giamatti's having the time of his life well this is a movie where people are genuinely trying not saying that movies we have done on this show like Big Fat Liar or Thunderpants or any of those aren't movies where they're trying they're trying in a different degree it's easy to do well it's 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 hard to do comedy but it's people also forget it's hard to do a good dramatic piece like this mm. to make people thrilled to make people invested in Catherine Zeta-Jones chewing on the and Sean Connery and their relation and this movie has what I think is the toughest relationship in a movie that we've done on this show which is this movie's asking you to buy into a relationship now, of on, people Ryan. with a 39 year difference 
Well, right. Are you saying that the relationship between these two is more rich than the relationship between Brendan Fraser and Monkey Bone? Of course. Wow. But here's the thing. You know that she had a busy day sitting in a car because her hair's all ruffled. Yeah, I noticed. Sam, does your hair get ruffled sitting and it's in a little calmly bit of a in a car for it, two hours? It's a very stressful and job. And did you notice it's also in a little bit of a mound there? What's up with that? I don't know what... <laughs> did you know in this scene that's about to play out, Catherine Zeta-Jones was actually naked? Oh. Yes. Because and... she's a method actress. Yes. And that's what I appreciate about Catherine. She is a good friend of mine. <laughs> no, no. I appreciate the fact that she did say, hey... Let me get naked in front of Sean Connery. He deserves it. He's been a good boy this year. <laughs> right? I, I he knew... hasn't hit any women, so let me be naked for I him. I knew that because of IMDb trivia, but I also knew that because of YouTube comments. Oh, side boob, cheeky, under the arm side boob. It's more under boob. Yeah, more I'm not, under. I'm not that well versed in boobs. I guessed as much with your it's mostly infatuation just putting with side Treat Williams. And under. <laughs> it's mostly just putting side and under before boob. Age Let's boob. just say boob. <laughs> oh look, a boob. It's a very subtle boob. I like subtle. Well, she has subtle boobs boob. because Ryan... Captain Zeta Jones can play buxom, but she doesn't really have um. What nips much? are she? For a gay man, I talk about boobs way too much. <laughs> For a gay man, you should talk about boobs more often. I feel <laughs> just to prove that gay people like boobs too. Sometimes, you know. I just like the word boob. I mean, in the last episode, it's no titty titty caca, but well, nothing is. See, boob and tit are both great because they're both palindromes. And what is and boobs are somewhat palindromic themselves smooth well in the last episode you did talk about women you'd go straight for so is yeah, catherine I mean, one she'd probably be like number five please. number five all right at least she's in the top five she's, she's in there she's, she's in, in there. the top five that i would definitely stay straight for <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, nah. like like i like i'm just like yeah there's a top five that i wouldn't stay straight for either like Who's that list? Oh, I don't want to name names. Right, how far does the list have to go down before it's like... <laughs> gay. At this point, it it's just there, obligatory. At this point, I'd be gay. <laughs> this, this. At number 38. It's like, list of women I wouldn't stay straight for. They'd be on, like, the bottom of that list. Yes. By that point, you know you're gay. Yeah, you know you're gay when... You're, you, you know you're gay when you're looking at, like, a picture of a certain woman and you're like, mm, I like cock more than this. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? It's like, it's like when you, it's like for me, I, I look at, like, oh, this is going to get topical now, guys, because everyone's on this hate train, but I've thought this since day one. I just, I just look at, like, a picture of Amy Schumer, and I'm just like, yep, my dick. I, I'd rather <laughs> another another version of that, please. I'm not even going to go there, call for you. Do you like Amy? I've had literally no... Do you not know her? Is she I not your she best is. friend? I have literally not watched a single thing that she's in. So ah, she's funny enough, but she looks like, um, you know, when you have a lump of clay... And you wet your hands and then you wet the clay. That's what she looks like as an individual. Charming. So Ryan, a mole of a lump of wet I clay. Hope there's a lot of feminists listening to this. Hey, so, I'm so a Ryan... feminist. I'm talking about how much I like Catherine Zeta Jones. <laughs> so Ryan, are you saying <laughs> but in this catsuit laser movie? So you're saying inclusion stay gay for the aim? What was that, sorry? Stay gay for the aim. Stay aim. gay for the aim. Is that the motto of the community? I don't know. I know George Takei says, say Takei, not gay. <laughs> That's so Takei. That's so Takei. Why is he so not in Takei. this movie as this character? Who I think was...
was one of the bad guys in Madeline. I don't know if that's the case. I didn't look him up, but he really reminds me of like were there the any bad British people in Madeline? No, but this guy's British. Was he? This guy was British. Did you not watch this? Scene? I did watch the scene. He's British. I mean, he he's not in the movie much, so I don't. Don't you love his teeth? Oh, right, those are British teeth, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sam's just looking at this movie being like, hmm, those are British teeth. That was a good Sam impersonation from I me. I was thinking more on the uh, oh, nice yeah. gold bracelet that he's got. Well, not very... the necklace? No, mm-hmm. the necklace is meh, but I like the bangle. You like a joke. Your subtitles are funny, Ryan. You like a joke? That's a phrase that people <laughs> use. Threatening well, I mean, no, but the way that they made one word, it made it sound like they're trying to give him an Italian accent. You like a joke. Maybe he's speaking Cockney because he's English. <laughs> what a joke. And she's looking at him being like, I'm fucking Welsh. How dare you come into here. Smash. Is it weird that he didn't bleed from that? Well, I mean, it was more, he wasn't really hit with a sharp thing. Conspiracy of Satan. Now, it wasn't I really thought that this guy was going to come back later in the movie. I thought this Tim Roth looking guy is going to come back later and really surprise Sean Connery when he puts the handcuffs on him. Your days are up, pal. <laughs> like, the tightening the handcuffs. Because obviously, Sam, you grew up with this movie, like every movie from the 90s, it seems. And I did not. I thought, oh, is this guy with the knife going to come back? Wrong, of course. Wrong. There's is... so many twists and turns in this movie. And the biggest twist for me, Bartek, I don't know about you, but this movie is simply about an old-time thief teaching a younger thief the ropes, you know? That's mm-hmm. kind of the, the movie. And it's playing around with, is Catherine Zeta-Jones on the side of the law or is she not on the side of the law? And little did we know, this is a spoiler, of course, that Sean Connery was on the side of the law all along. But he wasn't because he's really a criminal deep down. But the biggest twist for me in this movie was not the romance, but the 45 minutes we spend in his castle. Best yeah, part it's, of it's the... Kind of a castle. It's so calming to spend so long in a castle in a movie that promises capers. Because the thing about, I think, Bartek, you know, I don't know if that was a twist for you in the, in the film. Was it, a twi- was it a bit of a surprise how long we spent getting ready for the heist in the uh, castle? I wouldn't say that it shocked me because, I mean, a big part of a whole film that has that whole training thing is, you know, spending some time on it. Like, I mean, we we did Zoom, and Zoom was <sighs> like 90% that. No, nothing's as good as uh, Tim Allen teaching a bunch of kids. On the opposite spectrum, <laughs> I guess you'd have uh, the one heist, well, I mean, one of the heist movies we have done, which is Catch That Kid. Catch That Kid. Which I think it went fairly quickly in that one. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, it did. Yeah. That, that had a really quick tone. That had a really quick pace, Catch That Kid. <laughs> halfway through the movie, they've already robbed the bank, and you're like, wait a moment, when's it, where's it going to go from well, here? Halfway through the movie, I'd say that they're underway. Okay, Bartek, let's pick hairs here on Sean Connery's beard. Sam, do you like Sean Connery as an actor and as a figure of masculinity? As an actor, he's lovely, particularly in that one where he got to wear the bandolier and the speedos. Oh, Zardoz. Yes, classic one. That's a great Um, sci-fi movie, yeah. Yes, especially with all the Rick and Morty references that they've now done. Um... Yeah. I enjoy him in most things. I don't particularly enjoy him as a figure of masculinity. What with all the wife beating? Um, oh, but come on! Other than other than that, it's 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 just a small mar on the history of. What Sean about him Connery. being James Bond, though? 
Him as James Bond is good. I particularly like him as the Russian Scottish accent in The Hunt for Red October. Ah, uh, The Hunt for Red October. Which is... Uh, which is like the third Jack Ryan... Well, one of the Jack Ryan movies. Yes, with- Mr. Clancy. I always think it... I always watch it with the fam thinking, oh yeah, this will be exciting, and then I forget how You know who was is. in Hunt for Red October? Alec Baldwin. Baldwin. <laughs> and Pierce no, more importantly, Niles from the Nanny is in it. I love Niles from the Nanny. He plays Moriarty in Star Trek Next Generation. He <laughs> <laughs> always comes back to Star Trek. Well, Sean Connery could have been in Star Trek if he wanted. He didn't. He didn't. <laughs> Imagine him as Kirk's dad. Yeah, imagine. Come on, cock. All the people. Imagine all the people. Flash and fish. In my fancy castle. See, from my experiences, uh, in my year 12 media class, we studied a film that he was in, and one of his lines became a big kind of And what was that film? A meme, as it were. No. A Pepe, it was a running joke. (laughs) So, what was your Pepe? And what movie was the Pepe from? Well, Ryan. You want me to give you a hint? Because that film, we saw a bit of it last week <gasps> in Drillbit Taylor. Oh my god! It, it isn't, is it? Could you're it... You're touching on it. Could it be? Or maybe you're untouching <laughs> Could it. Could it be Owen Wilson's bot? The movie? Yes, The Untouchables. No, oh, The Untouchables. The uh, one that Sean Connery wrongfully won an Oscar for because he's Irish in that movie. Mm-hmm. And he speaks so, so, so Scottish. <laughs> He's like, I'm Irish, you know. But the line, the line, <laughs> he has no Irish. difference. His dying words. Our teacher liked them, so he said. What were the dying words? What are you prepared to do? <laughs> Don't what make fun of him. He was dying, and now Sean Connery is dead, unfortunately. Nah, he's fine. He's no, just he's retired from acting. Along. He knew well enough not to come back for Indiana Jones Four. <sighs> well, Indy was old by he that would point. Have... How old would the old man be? Very old. Very old. Very old. He, he there you go. 50, Sean Connery, we do kind of forget how much of the popular media he's really spanned in his career. People just go James Bond, but it's like, no, come on. Indiana Jones is dad. Yeah. And, and to be honest, he's the best movie. part of that. One of the best parts, if not the best part, of The Last Crusade. Because Last Crusade's fine. It's, no, see, again, it's a bit sloppy. This but... is, again, my strange obsession with attractive women because I like Last Crusade most because I thought the Nazi chick was hot. Nah, she's, she's no... um. What's the one from the Raiders of Lost Ark? Marion. She's no Marion. Yeah, she went crazy. Though. She came back in the fourth. What's wrong with Marion? Karen Allen went crazy or something afterwards. She made. She got better. Oh, okay. She came in the fourth one. Yeah, because she had nothing better to do with her life. <laughs> no one did Harrison Ford. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, good times. Good times. No, I was into the Nazi chick. Especially Hear that? Breaking news. Sam loves Nazi women. Welcome to Spit and Polish, <laughs> Sam. <laughs> you fucking anti-Semite. Semite? Hey. She wasn't really what? a Nazi. We're Polish, not Jews. Yeah, but he likes Nazis. And Nazis didn't like Jews and Polish people in Wisconsin. And you know, what, you know what they Nazis really hated? Like, really. Jewish Polish people. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Sam the Gay loves the Nazi women. You know, Sam the Gay <laughs> loves... Nazis hate Polish Jews. <laughs> I don't really know if I want my name associated with this conversation anymore. <laughs> Breaking news. Sam's name is totally associated with any forms of conversation like this. If we do a podcast Sam 10 episodes from now with another guest and be like, you know what? Talking about people who love Nazis and hate Polish Jews 
Sam Langsford and like there's no <laughs> reference to this conversation and then we link in our information your Facebook page and be like talk to what, him here him? Imagine <laughs> AMA I'm a gay Nazi in 2017 <laughs> you should change AM your profile gay. pic on Facebook to you in a Nazi uniform covered in glitter though like <laughs> <laughs> no, it'll, spangly it'll just, Nazi uniform it'll just be the producers then it'll be the producers where what was it um the, the remake one where like John Barrowman is in it with blonde hair and he's so gay. It is so gay, but the boots are so lovely and shiny. <laughs> this was one of my favorite um, sequences in the training bit where she's like, "It's a lake," and he just turns around and goes, "In the real James Bond way, I know it's a lake, dear." <laughs> I just thought, can you imagine reading that line on the page bar like, as an actor and saying to yourself, "How am I going to?" imbue this line mm. with so much emotion in context of the scene and Sean did I it. could see like a stereotypical theatre kid who doesn't really do much being like I know dear or something like that no he'll be like sorry I know are you talking about me yeah so Sam would be like I know it's a lake dear it's a lake dear every word and I love those drama students who make like Nicolas Cage Makes every single word the emphasis in the sentence. You know, like how you have like to be or not to be, and you can do that in different ways. Like you can have that. In this one's like I I know it's a lake, dear. Like he emphasizes that he knows it's a lake because his his character knows things. But Doctor No, yeah, he's one. Yep, this this Sean Connery in this universe would be like. I know it's a lake, dear. <laughs> That's him after the stroke. <laughs> oh, dear. No, oh, Sean. So I really want to hear Sam's opinions on this sequence that's about to come up here. I can imagine which one it's going to be. Yeah, of Sean looking. Long <laughs> into the camera. She's quite limber. Did you know she did all this herself, apparently? A lot of sources say that she did this herself. Yeah, I think they confirmed that at least this scene. She but did she herself. was a dancer. Well, she yeah, I can tell. Look at her leg yeah. going backwards. Yeah, fair enough. I couldn't do that. Well, so, I could. It would just be awkward and I'd fall. So, Sam, when when you were discovering your sexuality, did scenes like this flash to your brain and you went, "No, no, I must be straight because look at this." No, I. It would flash through my head and be like, "I'm definitely gay because I want that to be me." <laughs> I no, 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 no. Okay. Because I really took that in the way that you wanted to be her stretching about. I'm like, no, I have that feeling now, but I want to do it with her. Because <laughs> <laughs> if you had sex with Catherine Cena Jones when she was doing this kind of limber stuff, which she apparently is still doing, by the way, um, I would not be able to keep up. You'd have to like untangle her from her pussy to get there. You know what I mean? Like, you'd have to be like, like God, it's a Rubik's Cube of women. (laughs) Catherine Zeta-Jones, the Rubik's Cube of women. I move in one direction and another leg just appears. Yeah, and she's checkerboarded. (laughs) Why do you keep making me have these conversations when I come? I do have other things to talk about. When you come? (laughs) (laughs) I really thought, until he kept talking, that he meant that. Like, as a sexual job. Where he's like, why do you make me keep having these conversations when I come? Yeah. <laughs> that would never be usable in a sentence again. What, come? Yes. I feel like it's already here. the case. Can I come over? Here I come. <laughs> One of the taunts in Super Smash Brothers Brawl is, here I come. So you just go, from here who? I come, here I from come. From who? I think it's Fox. 
Fox oh, is so fairies. so on the coming train. <laughs> He's on the come train. That's very silly. Hey everyone, let's go on the internet and see how many uh, Fox cum stains there are. Jokes my about Smash Brothers where he just says, "Here I come," and everyone's like, "Ah, fan fiction or something." Not fan fiction. You know it's, th- it's canon. You, actually, I learned this the other month. Did you know that the longest piece of like English written literature is a Super Smash Brothers brawl fan fiction? How long is it? I can't remember how long it is, but apparently it's the longest known English work. Yeah, yeah. No, no, here it is. You know why it's the longest known English work? Of one that shouldn't exist. It's like yeah. one page. And it's like, this is too long. <laughs> so he is the true hero of the movie. And I would say an icon of film. Ving Rhames is, yeah. in, is in this movie. Now, do we know Ving Rhames? And if so, what do we know Ving from? I think the thing that I know him most from, and I don't even know if I have seen him in other things, he probably might have, but it's Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction as? He plays Marcellus Wallace, who's not a bitch. He doesn't look like one, so why are you fucking him <laughs> like a bitch? Well, he does get a... Do you, Sam? Ving? You know? Dawn, Dawn of the Dead remake? I hope. Oh, I, I did see that, yeah. And then he was in the Day of the Dead remake ah. that had nothing to do with anything and was awful. Okay, I don't know which one I've Wait, seen. Then. Is that Day of the Dead or Land of the Dead? <laughs> no, because there's the Dawn of the Dead remake that everyone knows that is actually pretty Is good. this... Which one? Then there is another Day of the Dead that is not the George Romero one, rest in peace. Uh. There is another one that is called Day of the Dead where they're fast zombies and it's terrible and it's cheap and it's nasty. Fun. Well, I've seen What's one of about? these Day of the Deads. Zombies. I've no, forgotten it. There's a great one by George Romero that I have on the list where Dennis Hopper is in that's Land of the Dead. That's yeah. such a good which one. one? Yeah, which one's the one where that's the actual Romero one? I know it's good. Which one's the one where they're like on the roofs and they're like communicating with? That's, that's the Dawn of the Dead. Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, that one I've seen. He, he's in that yeah, one. He's yeah, he's in the yeah, I've seen that modern one. remake. Now, Ving, of course. The weirdest thing is, um, the one that really forged his career. I'm pretty sure it's Ving. Um, is one that he plays against type, which is he's the computer hacker nerd guy in um Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible. <laughs> And he's really good at those. Like, I'm not a Mission Impossible fan, to be honest. Like, I, I've seen, I've heard, like, the newer ones are very good. I saw four of I've just, I saw the original run of them. Well, how many were there? Three? The first three? The first two, sort of. And then three, four, and five came later. Oh. Uh, yeah. I know I've seen the one with Simon, when Simon Pegg first rocks up in those movies. I'm like, why are you here? We already have Ving Rhames as the computer dork. I don't need you, Simon, but I like Ving Rhames as an actor because he's always... <laughs> I don't know why he puts his knee up in front of Sean just now, but I love Ving because we know him as Marcellus Wallace, but he's played a versatile career of villains, of heroes, of thugs, of gentle-hearted people. Like, in this role, we don't know where his allegiance really is. It's a big reveal of of, of what, um, you know, he is, like, capable of being in this film, you know? Like, we're thinking, oh, is he actually a rental guy? Maybe. Maybe, maybe. He's just a man trying to earn an honest I love how she can go swimming in a Scottish aisle and still have perfect eyeliner. It's very, very... Only Welsh women have that. She's an art thief. She knows she needs very good eyeliner. But, um, Ving Rhames, God bless you, because I I think he was probably my favourite character in this movie, if I have to be genuinely honest. I love the guy who we talked about before, the one with the nipples, but he's only in... Two scenes. Yeah. Ving Rhames, I really did like, because he, he had me guessing the whole entire movie. I didn't know what his elite was. Well, 
I'll be honest, the film constructs very well the surprise, at least for me, I don't know about you, Bartek and uh, Sam, but the surprise of Sean Connery being mm. in league with, uh, you know, the authorities. I was genuinely surprised by that. I thought, oh, this is a Yeah, I didn't see that coming. Did not see that coming? With, with Ving Rhames, it wasn't so much that I kept thinking about him throughout the movie, like where his allegiance was. It was more that I was wondering, he's going to do something notable. Not, not eventually, but like something like you know worth talking about in this universe and it was like oh the the twist of that's him in our was. universe right now i always look at Ving and i'm like he's gonna do something notable in this universe oh look right they're, they're training for the lasers i've yawn taught taught he's talking about her grundle <laughs> you have to keep that taught when it's you're doing word right now. you know what it is don't you i do but i forgot it's the fleshy fun bridge between the genitals and the anus. Oh, the perineum. Yeah, the grundle. The gooch, as we called it in high school. She has yeah. to keep that taut because she's going to... How gonna... does one loosen or tauten it? Huh? How does one loosen or well, tauten it? How do you do that with any muscle in your body? Kegel exercises. Exactly, <laughs> Sam. You don't know how to do kegels. Is, is... Can men do kegels? Yeah. Good. I'm. Oh, yeah, there it goes. <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> I'm doing them right now. <laughs> this show is called Spit and Kegel <laughs> with Keenan Kel. <laughs> Keenan and Kel? Keenan and Kel. No, Keenan Kel. Some man who's got both their names. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> and he fucking hates that show. Because <laughs> he's always like, hey, Keenan and Kel. He's like, fucking, my name's Keenan Kel. Leave me alone. Na- the neighborhood kids ring his doorbell. It's like, hey, who is? And they're like, do you love orange soda? He's like, God damn it, I don't. Stop asking me. I'm an old Nazi. Leave me alone. Did you say you don't? Now, here's the thing. This is a good training sequence. I don't know if you've ever had to train in a sequence for lasers. Uh, yes. Why? I want to say yes. When did you train for lasers? When I was a child and I played pretending I was Catherine Zeta-Jones dodging lasers. Oh, did you actually pretend you were Catherine Zeta-Jones? Oh, yeah, often. I was always the, the attractive woman in my, mm. my childhood games. When I, when I redid my version of Intolerable Cruelty as a ch- child, I was always Catherine Zeta-Jones trying to get divorce money. <laughs> 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 from, from a very entitled man who loves trains, yeah. What are you playing, Ryan? Divorce. I'm playing Cruel Intention. No, Intolerable <laughs> Cruelties. <laughs> I want to fuck. Movie. What? Intolerable Cruelty, Cruel Intention, same thing. Yeah, Sam Michelle Geller wants to fuck in both of them. I want to fuck. I, no, no, you're saying it wrong, Sam. I'm an expert <laughs> on Cruel Intentions. And Sam Michelle Geller says clearly, she doesn't say like, I want to fuck. She says it really aggressively. She does She's the, like, like, emphasis I want to fuck. Like, I want to fuck. <laughs> she, she does that emphasis on everything that She's we're talking fucking about. fucking great in that movie. I just love the cocaine necklace. I personally love the fact that she's like, in Cruel Intentions, she's like, you know, if you win, I'll let you have sex with me. And he's like, no, no, no. He's like, I'll let you put it in. And he's like, oh, yeah, you know, but that's exactly what I want to do to my stepsister. We can't talk about it. She's a mother now. Yeah, to Freddie Prince Jr. Of course they do it on the butt. Mother to... what? I mean, I'm, I'm right, but... I'm sure she pegs him. So the way you said it was... Uh, it made it sound like she's Freddie Prince Jr.'s mother. She is! <laughs> 
They're a very kinky couple. And there's incest involved where he has sex with his own mum. It's very much like, ooh, here we go. Oh. Here's some butt scene. I love the fact that the training montage is more sexy than the actual laser oh, yeah. montage. It's so sexy, they even do like fade cuts to Sean Connery. And, uh, <laughs> Thank you for mentioning those. The soft, the soft breathing and the... Yeah, nothing says sexy like there's no musical accompaniment, just breathing sounds in Sean Connery's face. <laughs> well, no, it's covered by her. Uh, no, but right here it is. And just imagine this sequence. Okay, okay, okay. So you're watching this sequence right now without any sound. You're watching it with just me and Bartek and Sam talking. But imagine this sequence happening if you haven't seen the movie before and it's just silence and Sean Connery looking at Catherine Zeta Jones flexing about and you just hear her going, <sighs> and then like the slight scrunch of her clothes and her shoes. And you do hear Sean go every now and then. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you do and in this moment here you hear the moisture of his lips go like that so nothing other than <sighs> yeah this I am imagining like, what if what if the person he found to do this job was, was not an attractive Welsh woman and was just like... It was actually... It was actually Paul great. Giamatti. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Giamatti. Steve Buscemi, someone really tiny. No, and... Yeah, Steve Buscemi's slender, so he could do this. And he was a sexy man back in the day. Have yeah. you not seen sexy but, Steve Buscemi? But Ryan... I think I have. But Ryan... You have pictures of him, Ryan... Ryan yeah. Look, I know you're being funny and you, like, picked a man, but you got to pick a woman. Amy Schumer. Amy Schumer. <laughs> He's a wet clay. She can just glide on the floor. At first I was going to... The best joke of 2017 was the fact that they're like, you know Amy Schumer, let's get a movie where they actually convince us, the audience, that Goldie Horns her mum. <laughs> I'm like, fucking please don't. You never know who her father And Kurt be. Russell's her dad. Oh, well, that would be nice. Kurt Russell should be everybody's dad. And now, until he tries to destroy the universe a la Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, spoilers! You should do a movie reference that I haven't se- that I've seen of... No. I haven't seen Guardians yet. You need to catch up on the generic superhero movies of the modern day, otherwise you don't get pop culture references. Fuck! You'd be like saw, me, Ryan. I saw, I saw Batman v Superman. Wasn't that enough? <laughs> I saw the uh, ultimate edition. Some people think that uh, devils come from below, but... <laughs> Little do they know that they are? <laughs> they come from the. Do you want a jar of my piss? They come from the. They come from a box. You can quote this movie. No, I'm actually paraphrasing. Oh, you are. Yeah, he's, I can't even. Do his that. actual quotation is something like, "Senator, little did they know they think devils come from below. They come from beneath us, but little do they know, Senator, devils come." Okay, now like, you're oh, a fuck off. <laughs> yeah, that was not a good film. Okay, here's a better quote from Lex Luthor. Hey, you want a Jolly Rancher in your mouth? <laughs> this or, is his first scene. Or just the you're doing your pointless. Paul Giamatti impression. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, Paul Giamatti's way more aggressive. So, Okay, before we get on tangents, can we talk about this dress that she's got? Now, it, Sam, yeah. on this show, we've watched a movie and we've made a phrase for it called that va- the Vampire Academy moment when it comes to there's always a sequence of movies where it's like, oh, 
the dress. Ooh, the dress. Ooh, it's going to be, ooh, the dress. And we found a movie called Vampire Academy in which it was the dress was the most boring, least sexy, just normal, plain black dress that didn't really accentuate the features of the girl but that was... we didn't find that out until much later. Later. You, you, like, they draw it out like, ooh, the dress, and then you see the dress and you're disappointed, yeah? Mm. We've had movies... That is so where... your dress. No, it can't... That is my dress. And we've had later, movies where it? we've worried about that happening again, like, you know, Confessions of a Shopaholic, but then... It was her dress. But this movie, I was worried because I saw the dress and then, I don't know about you, Bartek, but I saw the dress on Catherine Zeta-Jones and I just went, eh, you know, it's fine. It's it's not, you know, for something that's supposed to be two sizes too small for her, it's, it's pretty, it's, it hangs pretty uh, loosely on her. It's a loose-fitting dress. It's, 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 it's just know, fine. Just, just... But then the movie uses the dress. I'm very happy. Yeah, well, despite the fact that they did kind of build it up, like, oh, she was a size 6, probably would look good in the 4. I didn't get as much of, like, that whole Vampire Academy build up, so it didn't really strike, strike Oh, yeah, I worried. I was like, ooh, they're talking about this dress, and she's like, oh, my God, I want to buy you something because you bought me a dress. And then, you know, she just says, hey, Hector, nice mustache. But then Ryan double standards. We didn't talk about what she bought for him. Which was a rose. A kiss from a rose. And also, something else. What did she buy him? I don't know, McDonald's, I don't care. <laughs> Gobbies, I don't McDonald's. <laughs> McDonald's. It's from the land I come from. Can you imagine him doing commercials now? Like, he comes back to do commercials because he needs money. And he like does them like shake. James Bond. Old school James Bond's like, mm, I like my big shake shaken. Not sure. <laughs> <laughs> that would be good. That would actually be a good ad. And then he turns around and he does like the shooting at the camera, but instead of a gun, he has a bag of McNuggets and he throws it. Hey, hold on a second. They Why call- would you waste nuggets like that? Uh, at McDonald's, they call it a thick shake. Why don't they call it a mix shake? Oh, because that's racist against the Irish. But it's called McDonald's. Because it's, it's racist against the Irish. And they have like a big Mac. It's so. Like that. She gets this dress, but I'm very happy because in the movie, Sam, you're an expert on this, you know. You're you're an entrapment expert. If I need any legal advice on entrapment, I go to Sam He Langford. did literally say some... That he loved that Nazi entra- women. That entrapment yeah. is illegal and that, but... Yeah, he's, but yeah. he's an expert. It's like, I saw this, this show once, a reality show, where they would put a camera inside a car and they deliberately left it unlocked and they wanted to see who would steal it. Like, that was the actual show, and then the people would get arrested and have their lives ruined. And, like, I always thought, isn't this entrapment purposely setting up? Apparently not, though. I love, there was this reality show, you know the days of Punked? When Punked existed, there was all these prank shows? There was this one show, this is true. Ten years ago. This was true. There's this one show that was around. It lasted one season, you'll find out why very soon. The idea of this show was... All of these actors pretended to be living in this apartment complex. Mm-hmm. And there was one room that was gorgeous that was being rented out. And they got real people looking for apartments. They got the person to sign up and live there. And then all the actors were crazy. They were like, you know, one that like was like... Like all the fellow tenants. Yeah, all the fellow tenants were mm-hmm. like shooting up drugs and being genuinely scary and psychologically fucking with this person living in their place. And then there was one actor who was like... Hey man, it's not that bad. Like being the friend buddy buddy. Gaslighting yeah. the crap out of them. Gaslighting the crap out of them. And then when the person was like eventually broken down and crying, they would all be like, Surprise! It's a show! It's all fake! And the person's crying, and the same question was asked every time, which is, Do I get the. So is the house of it, is the room available or not? 
It's like, no, it isn't. It's a, it's a thing. They're like, oh, no. I'm oh, trying to find a house for them in your Oh, no, I need to live somewhere. And they're all ruined. Yeah, that's, giving, that's giving me vibes of, like, those YouTube prank videos. Ah, uh, yes. Just, go way too far. Yeah. Thanks, prank nation. Um, talking about pranks, look at this dress. The film pranks you thinking, eh, it's an okay-ish dress. It's fine, you know, uh, it's not particularly sexy, but then this film's all about practicality, not sexuality. And <laughs> despite what you might think by the aforementioned laser training, <sighs> but this dress doesn't need to be sexy because it's practical. Because I was really stunned when they used the sash on the dress to plant like was it trackers or sensors? Yeah, like, yeah to tell where the lasers are. And I was really impressed by that because I went, okay, they actually thought ahead. Too bad they didn't think ahead of it's a masked ball and no one's wearing masks at the masked ball. Which is, I think, the weakness of the film. I think that's why this oh, film... Oh, masquerade, you mean? Yeah, yeah the, to the, the masked ball. You can, just call say, you can even just call it a mask. With Cameron Diaz? She was very hot in the mask. No, we will not talk about that movie. Why? It frightened me as a child. Cameron Diaz was so frighteningly hot in that one film and then she was never as hot again. Like, she's hot. We've talked about Cameron Diaz's hotness, but she was never that hot again. Have you seen the, her in the mask? Yeah, when I was little. Exactly. It's going to be the original movie. Sonya Blade in the Mortal Kombat movie. <laughs> they say freeze and then he freezes. Now, here's Ving. Eating food. They didn't tell him to do that. That was just him. <laughs> he's he's still wearing masks. Yeah, but look how, like, the masquerade ball, there's only, like, four people wearing masks, and Catherine Zeta-Jones is one it's of like, them. It's like, right, it's like when you hold a party, and it's like, yeah, this is the theme, and this is what we're going to do, but then people just come, and they just talk. Which they don't do. It's like, I, oh. would have, I would have loved it if their way of getting the mask out of the, the stealing was to actually just wear the mask as if they were wearing that at the mask. I yeah, would have that. that would have been cute. Wouldn't have made sense, but it would have been funny. I don't want fun in my movie with Catherine Zeta-Jones <laughs> getting realism. it on with Sean Connery. I want realism. Because Catherine Zeta-Jones does like older men. She's currently married, at least I believe, to Michael Douglas, who's a lot older. Did you know? This is true. They've been together for a very long time. You know, they they seem like a cool couple from the outside. But here's the best thing. You know Michael Douglas, right, Bartek? Mm-hmm. You know, Michael Douglas, a few years back, got throat cancer. Throat cancer is, like, something that runs in the family, in particular, because of you know, smoking, but also it's like their family gets susceptible to it. Michael Douglas actually claimed this is true. He got throat cancer. <laughs> he got throat cancer from giving too much oral sex to his wife. <laughs> Catherine Zeta Jones. I think I actually heard this. <laughs> and I've never heard Catherine Zeta Jones' response to this. There's only well, two why they options. Briefly. There's only two options to this. She's either one, oh, that's it. I've had enough. I'm dumping him or whatever. Like, I'm angry. Or, oh, she, don't say, like, she's either like, no, we weren't supposed to let the public know about my toxic <laughs> vagina. <laughs> Releases a noxious gas. <laughs> <laughs> it has venom. <laughs> it's got teeth. It's got teeth. She's a monster. <laughs> Catherine Zeta. No, no. She's a good person. It says her pussy's a monster. <laughs> it's like the movie Teeth, where the girl's actually somewhat okay, but everyone's a rapist. So yeah, her vagina teeth. a lot of rapists in that movie. 
A gynecologist is a rapist. Yeah, I, I do enjoy that movie. It's a very slow burn. Like, you think you want to watch teeth. that movie with teeth. Oh, right. You think you it's the one where the girl has teeth in her vagina. You think you want to watch that movie with friends. But you don't. <laughs> but then it takes ages to actually get to the good part where there's penis teeth. severing. Oh, is that the good part? Yeah, because it's funny. <laughs> yeah. I haven't watched teeth properly myself. I've, I've got this one friend, his name's Jack, and he's all, and he talks like this, and Jack's always just like, dude, you haven't watched teeth yet? You haven't lived, man. He's the same kind of friend who's thing. like, he's the same kind of friend that I turned to. I was like, man, you know what the best movie is? And we both say in unison, Hobo with a shotgun. <laughs> so, so he's very disappointed that I still haven't watched teeth to its fullest. But I'm too busy, Jack, watching Entrapment. And in this brilliant scene, Bartok, are there lasers in this scene? In uh, now, when you say this scene, does it count the thing where she's going nimble all through the nimble bending? I yeah, Connie looks good in his quasi-futuristic clothes. Then, um, <laughs> good quote. Then my my uh, the history says I think there are lasers in this scene. Are there lasers? I don't think we can see them, but now, I think yeah, now that's it. That yes, all of the reviews that I've found or all of them basically that I've read and everyone that talks about this movie talk about like mm, you're definitely going to see two things Catherine Zeta-Jones and lasers I'm like you barely get any lasers you in a movie that promises lasers that being said I hadn't really thought about it because yeah. I, I believe that they were there you know there's this YouTube channel that removes all the music to music film clips and adds what would be the realistic noises like Britney Spears is oh, like, like like genuine squeaky ambience. yeah the ambience like the squeak of her outfit when she walks and like whatever <laughs> can you imagine this sequence in this movie done squeak, with all the squeak. removing of the intensity and it would just be like Catherine Zeta Jones's like body squeaking against its the the material of the space like scuba outfit. <laughs> Futuristic or what if they just use the exact same like v- soundtrack from the training one? Uh, <laughs> was there music in that? No, yeah, no, no, there was very light piano, I think. Uh, no, I it was think very it, yoga. No, I think it was more her breathing became musical, <laughs> <laughs> and his stare became hypnotic. Now, is, now, Sam, have you ever been a guard in an art gallery? No, so no. I only said garden. Have you ever been a garden? In an art gallery, a <laughs> Zen one? No. Racist. <laughs> so Nazi hasn't been a garden. He's a Nazi who hates Polish Jews, but he hasn't been a garden, so I guess that's a redeeming feature. <laughs> <laughs> See, I was vilifying it, but you're saying it's better, so <laughs> you're where are you going with? <laughs> well, if he was a garden, that means he would have to welcome all type of people, but he ain't that kind of garden. Okay. He's a no garden. What about Garden of Eden? There are only like three people there. What, one of three? Yeah. Well, I mean, I say people, but one of them wasn't human. That's not people, then. Yeah, you're right. There were two people and a snake. Was the snake the only thing there? There were all types of animals in the were garden. There? I can't remember. I can't remember. There were apples. You weren't allowed to have those, apparently. Weren't allowed to have apples. Well, just in one. In the Garden of Eden, From one, baby. Oh, yeah. one tree. Well, they ne- it never actually says apples. It just says fruit. And that's when no one wanted to admit that they were bananas. <laughs> <laughs> of course it's wrong for a woman to suck on a banana. Eve, I'm the snake. Swallow that fucking banana down your throat. I really thought Don't during chew. this... Now, I was really worried. In this sequence here, like, I was I was gripped. They're all sweaty. They haven't even done anything yet. They're all sweaty. And she's chewing gum. And I was really worried that wouldn't it be great if she, the reason that she, they get captured here... Because I thought, ooh, nice butt shot. Yeah. But I thought, 
wouldn't it be great that she got so nervous and leaned and her gum fell out of her mouth and went through <laughs> a laser and then it was like rip, rip, rip. it's like uh oh that would be a disappointing but, end for her but if she runs away then she'll run away the gum comes like oh it was just gum yeah he's like oh there's my gum <laughs> it just fell into the laser <laughs> and he lifts it and he goes oh thank god it's still warm and then he eats the gum and then he turns into Catherine's no, Jones no 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 and then he's chewing it and he goes wait a moment takes the gum out sniffs it and he goes there's lipstick on this gum <laughs> he knows the taste hey, she of she just moved her arm through a laser there sorry I'm no she didn't Sam no, Sam she, she lifted her leg and Sam did you hear the laser go off did you hear the laser go off no, the there's laser. Actual lasers. No, the guys. lasers make a noise when you go through them. They make that whoosh. Yeah. Whoosh. Oh, well, like movie Hollywood lasers. Yeah. <laughs> this is a Hollywood... What do you think? Bartek, this is not a bio. Also, film. can we step back? Sam, he asked you like a trick question. It's good you didn't fall for it. He said, do you hear lasers? Watching the movie Muted, Ryan. <laughs> he has super hearing. Yes. Sam can hear her heartbeat right now. And it's really weird because she's not in fact human. <laughs> she's in fact some kind of toxic Avenger figure. That's not her Maybe fault. she is the toxic Avenger. Toxic, but, just, but just, pre- just pretty. The best, the best um, toxic Avenger movie is Toxic Avenger Four: Citizen Toxie, where Ron Jeremy shows up as the mayor of the town and he's the best actor. Have you seen all four? Yes, I've only seen the first one. You should watch Toxic Avenger 4 as a parallel dimension one. I have heard that 4 is good. It's like one where, um, it's like, what if he wasn't a hero? And also in that movie, uh, they have one of the other trauma superheroes, which is, um, Sergeant Kabuki Man shows up in it, and he's a drunk, and he's hopeless, and, like, he's a hack and a loser. And a rapist, apparently, too. Is that also the alternate universe one? No, that's the real universe (laughs) one. no. In the alternate, and in, in, for some reason, Lemmy from uh, Motorhead is in in there. Well, he was a narrator in um, Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, he's in the movie as himself. And they ask him questions like, what do you think of Toxic? Toxic? And he's like, the Toxic Avenger? Great guy. <laughs> he's in the movie a lot. But you know who's not in this movie? Lemmy. In, in Entrapment. Mm. And I think this movie really could have benefited from uh, Lemmy from Motorhead being in Entrapment as Sam's favourite character, Catherine Zeta-Jones. <laughs> could have been, isn't. Bartek sighed with relief there, like, oh, thank God you no, said it. I've my, been waiting in, for something. <laughs> in my head I was thinking, like, oh, I'll reference the scene. But then I realised, you know, sighing isn't really a good, you know, reference. What? Like, oh, it, like oh, I the, just sighed, and somehow breathing. in my head that was meant to be like a callback to the scene, and then I was the breathing. Yeah, she didn't. It's not sighing; it's panting. So if you had to do it properly, it would be. I know, but like, <sighs> okay, you do the you do the panting, you do the Sean Connery, and I do the. Okay, go. <laughs> but you're just supposed to laugh. Because, no, but but my one's the one where I have to like ring it out and if I'm laughing yeah, yeah. it ruins you it. have to be okay you're the beat I'm the tempo <laughs> and you're the bass yeah. okay it's not her breathing <laughs> you said beat 
<laughs> no, Sean, no. Sometimes I think people might listen to these actually wanting to hear some commentary on the film. Like a we movie. are talking about the film. <laughs> yes, entrapment. Look at Monkey. <laughs> monkey! Born in an egg on a mountaintop. Monkey! My favourite monkey is the one that disappeared in this movie as a mask. Was that the one that saw no evil? It heard no, no evil. evil. Or spoke no evil. It danced no evil. Because it didn't speak, Ryan. Well, we didn't allow it to speak, you know, because we're too busy they drowning might, Catherine Zeta-Jones. Why, if you were a thief, pass him straight away? I would, like, hold on to that. Because he trusts her. She, she trusts him, sorry. He doesn't Whatever. trust her. He's about yeah, to drown her. Now, this was really weird because Sean Connery did this to a lot of his girlfriends. <laughs> <laughs> so, for a second, he thought what, this was just real life. Stole masks and then drowned them? Yes. <laughs> exactly how it <laughs> happened. Uh, do you like the fact that at the end of Sean Connery's career, he decided, fuck it, I'm going to play more assholes? Beat women. <laughs> Beat women, drown them, and also try to rule the world with weather technology, the Avengers, and rape, try to rape Uma Thurman. This movie, upon reflection, really reminded me a lot of the Avengers in the editing style, where they would have fade cuts, moments in the film that allowed you, the audience, to figure out what was happening. I really appreciated that. I don't like a movie that spoon-feeds you the entire way, where you're like, okay, a plus B equals C. Some movies say A plus B, what does that equal? And you have to figure out it equals C. And what's, this was one of those movies. What's Catherine Leader Jones' character's name? Jin. Jin. Right. You find that out 45 minutes into the movie. No, he's been calling her Jin earlier. Do you know what Jin's short for? Virginia. Virginia. I asked my I girlfriend this said. last night. I asked my girlfriend and she said, she said Ginger. And I'm like, She's not ginger. And then she's like, well, what do you have? I'm like, I don't know, Jennifer. Like, what was it, Jennifer? Virginia. Virginia, sorry. Jennifer. Never factored into oh, my... Her nose is really red in this scene here. Oh, she's probably cold. I'm cold. I'm not. Why don't they have the water warm for her? Do you <laughs> see how hot she canal? is? Well, this... Is a canal in the UK, right? Well, this was filmed on on location. Yeah, they really did rob the place. Oh yeah, definitely. I loved how later they ask her, I like, know... "Hey, do you want it? What's next? Steal the crown jewels?" And she's like, "Ha ha ha, that's too easy." But Ryan, one of the one of uh, the trivia it. points on IMDb said that um, when they're outside the pawn shop, whatever it was, uh, it was the same street that Harry and Hagrid walked down to go to the Leaky Cauldron. So it has to be in the UK, right? Um, oh yeah, yep. Oh, yeah, this was definitely a UK-based production with the English actors, the Kuala Lumpur set in Kuala Lumpur. This is this is where I first heard the word Kuala Lumpur, and I was like, oh, this is a place that exists. So oh, you thought finally, it was where the Oompa Loompas were so from. So then finally I got the Simpsons references, where they're like, there's been an earthquake in Kuala Lumpur. I was like, oh, that's that place in the Entrapment movie. I can't believe that you watched The Simpsons and didn't take it at face value that they were telling you something important. There was yeah, an so earthquake. Yeah, the Bumblebee man telling the story. He told it very well. Ay, ay, ay! Might be into Earthquake in Kuala... Kuala... Oh, screw it, France. <laughs> I've, I've been to Kuala Lumpur Airport a few times. Why? What are you doing there? The plane went there. I didn't tell them to go there. What? Fucking did tell you, them... Did you hijack the plane? Did you hack into the government? I would have gone there. Did you hack into the bank? Yeah. <laughs> Using your NSC... 
Did it's ha- their fault for putting the bank in the airport. Did you hack into the bank using the Enya CD? Well, I couldn't find the fat guy with the nips. Well, yeah. Well, maybe you should have tried harder. Maybe yeah, you know where he I was. I was eight years old, all right? He was in Kuala Lumpur. Where did you have to go? He's right there. It's like how this is really behind her. Dramatic reveal, dramatic reveal. She has boobs that go well in that outfit. Dramatic reveal. Dramatic reveal. Hey, look at those towers that look identical. Twins, you might say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, so that we've had Nazis and now we've had making light of some other possible thing Somewhat. that around the millennium. Involved. Yeah, Somewhat. 11-9, because this is Australia, mother. Fuckers. Okay, just, a, <laughs> just commenting on it. There is a um. Now that we're onto the twin towers. Oh, is, were we now? I yeah, never mentioned. I never said that. Are. Okay, wow. There, there I just said a, identical and towers. There wow. is a cafe near my work that has a name that is silhouettes. I'm just gonna spoil it. It's called silhouettes. So it's got a silhouetted skyline as their logo. That is the twin towers, and I can't help but think that maybe they haven't noticed that the twin towers on their logo. Did they notice that this guy was sexy? Very. And then he gets maced by this nice gentleman that you're going to see here. I want to know what this guy is, was doing before. Like, did he, how did he ah! psych? How did he psych himself up to, you know, mace someone? What if he did the wrong guy? Well, yeah, because you know, you know, what are you trying to say, Sam? That they all look alike? How That's did, racist. How did she know that if she was going to this guy? Because well, maybe they just followed him. There. That's alright. Gonna, because they're bad guys. Pick a hole, no, no, I'm, I'm Sam, Sam, there's an answer for this. Every bad guy in Kuala Lumpur works at the optometrist. <laughs> <laughs> Every optometrist is evil in this town. In this, in the whole country. <laughs> you know, the one thing I love about this movie is they reference that Sydney exists. Yay, Sydney exists. They're like, ah, oh, Sydney, it's going out in 30 seconds. Little did they know we've been out ever since. But Melbourne? <laughs> going strong. Melbourne. Well, Melbourne, we're not important enough to be on the map. Yeah, we're just the ex-capital. That's why I was so excited in that 2004 Godzilla movie when Godzilla destroyed the Sydney Opera House. I was like, oh, we're included. 2004 Godzilla? Yes, Godzilla Final Wars. Oh, is it animated? No, it's a Japanese one, so it's guys in suits. Oh, fuck yeah! He, he fights God- the real Godzilla. Likes suits. The real Godzilla I like fights. guys. <laughs> <laughs> he fights the American Godzilla from the terrible Matthew Broderick movie. Really? And kicks the shit out of him in like 30 seconds in the process. But wait a moment, does he I fight the that. babies? No. Well then, imagine, it's not really the Matthew Broderick one. I imagine one. it's one of the babies. Whoa, whoa, hold on, hold on. Are there a lot of fish? Maybe in the ocean? I don't know. Yeah, oh, it's not the Matthew Broderick one because that's a lot of fish. They acknowledge that the American one happened. Well, there you go. I'm glad okay. the American one actually happened with all the cast of The Simpsons. <laughs> I, I do like that uh, Toho decided let's buy that Godzilla and kill him. Yes, very quickly and mockingly. Not mockingly. Just a, with love. I mean, I haven't seen the film, but it was just a dinosaur, right? Was it an iguana? It's a mutated iguana. Iguana. Like oh, like our good friend Sean here. I was really concerned that, about Sean's health. The start of the movie. Yeah, I was really concerned about Sean's health because his cheeks are black in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like they're very distorted color. Like and especially in the last. Are we talking scene. about Sean Connery or Ving Rhames? Fuck! Don't be <laughs> racist. Ving Rhames is a very very proud man of those cheeks. I mean, I'm talking about Sean here. This is a question. He's got very, like, dark, blackish cheeks going on. I don't know if it's, like, he's cold or he got punched. Maybe he was crying cheeks. sideways. Maybe he's got his ingrown hairs. Well, he's got a black moustache and he's got black eyebrows. Maybe he's just got a bit black fuzz he's on his He's got a black on his head. It's not fuzz, it's his skin. See that? 
But maybe it's fuzz and it's just too... It's not The DVD quality fuzz. is just so good. I think that this is subtle commentary that Kuala Lumpur is a dirty country place. <laughs> country of Kuala Lumpur. Take that. I, I only said cunt, so I didn't count. Wow. Now you're using the C-bomb right in front of our Nazi lover, this Sam, is, this here. This is way worse than my Nazi loving. I can't you believe said, you it. Called, you called the city a cunt. Now let's call the feminists. <laughs> They're going to come down on you so hard. You like are penis. never going to understand what it's like to be a woman again, Martin. <laughs> but I, Mr. Bartek. I've been to their airport. What, the feminist airport? <laughs> 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 oh, airport. I've been to the feminist airport. <laughs> <laughs> they only fly planes with a female gender sign. <laughs> No, right, they're about equality. <laughs> I shot it at both. Uh, I want to write that comic one day. The what, the feminist airport? <laughs> I have no idea what would be in it, but just the name is enough to get me laughing. Yeah, we'll be in it, misunderstandings of what feminism is. <laughs> Arguments between feminists about how to be the best pilot. And then there's just normal people there as well, just trying to get through their place. <laughs> They're being stopped at the gate because they're like, do you know what feminism is? And they're like, I don't know, just treating people nice. You fucking third wave are you? The mother from Mary Poppins shows up and she's like, I gotta fly. No, no, no. And then and then you Stop hear like on the plane when you get on the feminist plane, he's just like, yeah, it's like, uh, welcome to the airline. I'm uh, Jermaine Greer. <laughs> <laughs> and I uh, fucking hate you all. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm scum. No, that's... I've decided to read to you aloud from my book, The Vagina Monologues. I'm going to read from no, the uh, Female Eunuch. Female Eunuch, that's what it's called. Vagina Don't Monologues you... is a play. The Vagina Monologues is, uh, yeah, the, that's it. And then, and then, if it's Jermaine Greer, it won't let trans people into her plane <laughs> because she doesn't believe feminism applies to them. Yay, good old TERFs. Tools. Is that the TERF? Trans exclusionary radical feminists, TERFs. Ah, uh, sounds... I, I really do love the normal word, turf. Like, as in my favourite film ever made, Turf Wars. Check it out, it's on YouTube. Uh, and it's a great film. Mwah! Ten minutes of glory. Yeah, short film, of course. Glory holes? Oh, well, we totally missed them having sex. They didn't have sex, they just kissed. Well, she's naked again. I do like the fact that he's very tender here, and he... Sean Connery in he's appraising her the Avengers... For in the Avengers would have totally gone to town on her because he tried to with Uma Thurman in a similar situation, but she was clothed. In this, he's like, I'm a tender man. I'm going to cover her up even though we're in Malaysia and it's very hot. Yes, no, we're at the feminist airport. You have to cover up. It's law. <laughs> <laughs> then others would want to say, I want to be able to expose myself. It's my freedom and my liberation. Catherine Tina Jones is one of these women who you just go... Everything about her is kind of just works in terms of how attractive she is. She is a very attractive. She's just you know one of those you know one of those people. It's like she's got a small face, but not like Isla Fisher small. And then well, her face is too small for her head. Mm. And then and then you just go. She's got the well detailed eyebrows, but not like too well detailed. Like someone like you know Cara Delevingne or whatever. It's like okay, we get it. You fucking like your eyebrows. Calm the fuck down about oh, your she eyebrows. Like our eyebrows. We get it. You know, different eyebrows, but they're both very well manicured. It's like, okay, Catherine, you guys like, and then Catherine Jones, yep, you're you're a real brunette. You know, we we we, yep, nice. You know how they work the hair. 
you're you're buxom but not actually uh, busty, so that's kind of cool. And and you've got the nice deep voice there, but you're not like Kathleen Turner deep, where you're like, I fucking swallow cigarettes a day. Uh, I'm Jessica Rabbit. I'm sexy. Oh, I miss Kathleen Turner. Good times. You know what happened to her career? It turned around. No, you know what actually happened. What? She ruined her own career by coming up to um, Lauren Bacall because she was claimed to be the new Lauren Bacall. Lauren Bacall being Humbergart's wife. Mm. And she actually walked up to Lauren Bacall and said, I'm the new you. And Lauren Bacall's like, you're, you're nothing like me. And then Lauren Bacall just made a few phone calls. And then Kathleen Turner wasn't getting any more work no more. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know this bit of information. Yep, Mrs. Humphrey Bogart single-handedly helped ruin a career. Oh, that's nice. Of a hot chick. I love that people in Hollywood are so forgiving and supportive of each other. In and evil, yeah. Hey, nice. hey, Hollywood's better than the feminist airport. <laughs> so you turn it at the feminist. This airport. is why it's important to make mistakes because you make gold. <laughs> it wasn't a mistake. Hmm? It wasn't. It wasn't. No, but my almost calling it a country. Oh well, that is a mistake. You're right. Yeah. I really like this scene here where Ving Rhames stops him by putting a, a a fork on his hand, and then he's like, "That's enough. <laughs> That's enough." I didn't notice. That. And then watch this. Watch what he does with the fork. It makes no sense. Watch, watch it. Watch it. <laughs> that's like a that's like I a am. moment like when you're improvising and like you don't think. Yeah. In all like, the times I've watched this, yeah. I've never seen. That was the only thing I noted. Look, he's scratching his head. What? Does this man not know how to eat? He does. He's just part of the FBI. That's how they do it. <laughs> he's only hey, used to chopsticks. Excuse me. Stop. I've got a fork on your hand, Sean. Oh, blame me. I better shit down then. <laughs> he sits down and then he just licks the. He puts it in his mouth and he's like, mm, now I've got some of that bond in me. <laughs> it's like he scratches his head with it. There was one episode of Whose Lines It Anyway where um, uh, Colin Mockery was like improvising a scene in like a, a fast food restaurant, oh, and he no. gets he gets fries and like holds them, you know, like in a, in like a yeah, cardboard thing, cardboard box, yeah, holding it in the same way you would like hold a drink, and then at one point he like drinks it like a drink, <laughs> and the audience pissed themselves. I laughing. love Colin Mockery. I personally love the idea that Ving Rhames should appear on Whose Line Is It Anyway and do the exact <laughs> same thing. <laughs> That's his only they're like, they're like, Colin Mocker is like, I'll play Sean Connery. It's me. And then he's just like, I got a fork. Okay. <laughs> you know what to do, Ving. <laughs> and he just goes for it. <laughs> do you remember this great scene in my back catalog? Don't you remember the great scene of me and the fork, Sean? Do, do you like, remember that? No, no. It's like when Sean Connery's hand. dying and he's on his deathbed, he'll be like, oh, blimey. Out of all the movies I've ever done and all the stars I've ever acted across, Ving Rhames and that fork was was the best part of Entrapment. He's like dying on his bed and Ving Rhames, and, and he's dying, and as he's dying, he goes, I can feel it. I can feel it on my hand. And he looks over and there's Ving Rhames on the floor, <laughs> touching his hand. He's dying here with a fork and he goes, did it for you, pal. And then licks the fork after he's dead and he goes... He's life essence. <laughs> I can taste it. Right. Now, isn't this the love scene? No, possibly. Because they, they haven't kissed yet. This is where they kiss. You don't actually see a love scene. 
Don't think, do you? I would really not want to see it. Apparently, their, their love scene or their makeout scene is voted the second worst yeah. in all of film, being beaten by what? Uh, what was it? It was it was a film I hadn't seen, so I didn't remember. What was it? Oh, now you. I really hope Barnsley would remember. It was that of Joe Pesci and Sharon Stone in the film Casino. Yes, that's Was correct. the number one worst. Because everyone wanted to see Sharon Stone get it on with Joe Pesci. <laughs> I've always wanted to see Joe Pesci aim higher, literally and figuratively above. <laughs> in... Oh, dear. So this is the bit where they kiss. Now, if you like the fork scene, look at this kiss scene because Ving Rams, give it to him. He knew how to put a fork in his mouth. But does Sean Connery know how to lock lips? We're going to find out in a moment. I mean, look at this. Now, thinking about it. She really does give it a... Like, she goes straight in there. She goes like, okay, I've got to do this. This is my job. But Sean's at the point in his career where he's like... Nah, another girl this is the last time it's like oh it's so hard to be me this is the last time he played a romantic lead this is his last romantic leading role yeah Yeah. (laughs) and look look at this look she's going in she's going in and he's still being like no I can't I can't it looked like she was going for his beard to be fair no but she's trying but he's backing away putting his chin in the way little did we know that this scene he can't kiss her because he knows he's gonna betray her Look at this. Look, That's she's acting. going. She's going. And he's like, no, I'm, I'm just going to not do that. I'm going to, okay. And then she's like, okay, fuck it. I'll go everywhere else. You don't want to be kissed on the lips. And he's like, can you please not? My my precious beard. Chin. And then she she goes for it. And he's just like this. Oh, please. Please, I'm old. Okay, I'll give her my all. So all as those... long as I can beat you. So all the... And she goes, you can't like beat me. I my like beating. She goes, if you beat me, you have to give me oral sex. And he goes, no, I don't want throat cancer. <laughs> and that's why they aren't I married. Want to, I want to live into my life. Michael Douglas said greed good once in a film, and he got greedy with her vagina and got throat cancer, apparently. So that's why, Sean, he's not greedy. You know, he, Ryan, doesn't get, he doesn't want to get through a cancer for You know, Ryan, pussy. that sounds about as tasty as the joke being tasteful. Oh, uh, I thought you were going to say as tasty as the food at the feminist airport. <laughs> today, <laughs> gentlemen, today, gentlemen, you're going to, this is for the guys, you're going to have your own used condoms. Learn a lesson. I was going to say And that, you have to swallow. No, I would think they'd be on the plane and the men would have to make it themselves. No. No, no, no. They can't. They still can't trust the guy to do that. Well, they would have to make their own used condoms anyway. Oh yeah, no. They but it's like they've already prepackaged this. <laughs> <laughs> would you Their like some water or would you like some male teas? <laughs> Gross. So here's someone taking a photo. Who's taking the photo? I hope that we don't find out exactly in the next scene. <laughs> oh. I love you too, guys. I really want to know how that sequence went before that. Wait, could you imagine his happiness? Because that yeah. means that means that they said that they love her. Oh, foreshadowing to the train that we'll see later on that uh, eventuates. Foreshadowing, trains exist. Foreshadowing. And the station. Foreshadowing. At train stations, trains always go at the station every 30 seconds without stopping. Good. It's important mm. to know. Did you... Take notes, Melbourne. Take notes, man, chopping me well. I like how this really shows the difference between the country of Kuala Lumpur <laughs> that men hey, in suits I said so cunts that men in suits can kidnap a woman screaming and everyone's just like mm, same shit as uh, always we've seen it 20 times a day same shit as always I've got meat to cut this lady this is the market for women 
Yeah, exactly. This I like is... their Indian accent. <laughs> I would, yeah. Sam doing it's not in... like I'm a trained actor or anything. <laughs> you are a trained Nazi. We know this. <laughs> <laughs> Hitler Youth worked well on you. Why don't you ask us for our papers? Hector has a great mustache. And a great name for Hector but... people. And Cruz, like Tom Cruise. Hector Cruz. Hecker Cruz. That's his oh, nickname. Heck. Hacker Cruz. Hacker Hella Cruz. He just always goes, oh, heck. Did we not know that he's Ted Cruz's younger brother? You know, the, the, the Zodiac horrible, Killer. Horrible politician. <laughs> Zodiac Killer that is Ted Cruz. I'm Ted Cruz, and I want to be the president. Did you know that Ted Cruz's um, roommate in college actually got on the whole bandwagon of him being the Zodiac Killer? Oh, okay. And he was just like this. Now, I don't have any evidence to prove that he wasn't the Zodiac Killer. <laughs> <laughs> like, when that came down, I was like, you were there. Is he the Zodiac Killer? It's like, a normal person would say, of course not. But he's like, I don't have any evidence to say that he wasn't. It's like, classic people who hate Zodiac Killers. So, Bartek, at this point in the movie, they've, they've solidified their relationship, but they haven't solidified what her cause is is it purely selfish or is she actually playing both sides is she on the side of good at this point in the film along with Ving Rains appearing where did you think our characters alliances really were at I'm just thinking about what that kid who I mean Cruz is covering right now but there's just a kid with white shirt sitting in the back and I'm just wondering what his deal is he owns this shop they're working at they actually had to come to this some kid watching this like secret meeting though yeah, but he owns the shop. Like, I imagine these guys being polite, walked into a shop and went, hey, we've got a great idea. We're going to kidnap a woman in here to have an intense conversation. Ving, you wait out back. Lick a fork. And, um, <laughs> kid. Oh, all they've got and, is chopsticks. And the kid, and the kid. I like how they hold on this. Yeah. Like, like again, <laughs> impro. Like, now, Ving, I don't know, do something visually interesting. It's hot. <laughs> I need to fan myself. <laughs> fan myself. Now, the kid owned the shop. And he's like, I'll let you do it. As long as I get the watch. <laughs> <laughs> he looked like he wasn't enjoying it, though. Yeah, shame. because he couldn't understand what they were saying. Jeez. Okay. Uh, at the Kuala Lumpur Feminist Airport, they don't have English lessons. They have so feminist, the feminist theory. in Kuala Lumpur, the cunt? Yeah, we said this. Okay. When you're at the feminist airport, <laughs> learning Kuala Lumpurian... You're also learning feminism. It's in Malaysia, right? So no, Kuala Lumpur is its own cunt. Okay. <laughs> it's where the clit's located, buddy. Jeez. We have I got a bit absorbed in the film there. I stopped paying attention to anything. Well, we're talking about clitorises now. Oh, or Lord, as Gilbert Gottfried, as Gilbert Gottfried would bravely say, clitoris. <laughs> <laughs> as he reads Fifty Shades of Grey. Clitoris. Yeah, that was. I have one. And then. He hit my clitoris. <laughs> yeah. I became a sexual goddess. <laughs> my favorite was, and he made my nipples pucker. <laughs> <laughs> God, that book is awful. I like this guy's lack of hair on his head. Like, he's a little island. Just laughing at all the bald people. Yeah, yeah. Like, if I was that bald, I would have shaved so long ago. Mate, we can't all be legends. Some of us have to be John Howard and hang on to whatever hair we have left. On our eyebrows. That's a political reference to uh, it's Prime our, Minister. I was going to say yesteryear. I was going to say how many Prime Ministers ago he was, but then I lost count. Um, <laughs> he was six. Uh, the Australian really, there was six since. Yes. Howie, Kevin. No, no, it goes since then. So Kevin, Julia, Kevin again, Tony Abbott, Malcolm, Malcolm Turnbull. Yeah, so he was six ago. 
do we count the fact that Malcolm Turnbull took over the last one and then won this one? Yeah, but he's been like, he's one individual yeah, prime right, minister. Right, yeah. Like, Kevin had to come back again, so that's why you count him. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, five. Malcolm. So he was six Kevin, ago. Kevin, Julia, Kevin again, then. Tony. No, no, so you got it wrong. It's Did I miss Tony? Kevin, How Julia, Kevin, 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 Tony. Malcolm. Malcolm. You skipped Julia. No, no Julia's second. Then, then I was going backwards. Were you going forwards? I'm going in chronological order. So after John Howard, our former prime minister, lost, he lost to Kevin Rudd in yeah, 2007. Kevin. Yep. Then Kevin Rudd got booted out for Julia Gillard. Yep. Then Kevin Rudd came back literally like a week. Yeah, yeah it was very short. Then and Tony. then Tony. And then he was taken over. From and then Malcolm. he was taken over. Him getting taken over by Malcolm was from one of the happiest days of my life. Like, but then you realise Malcolm Turnbull is the worst back. evil you can have because he doesn't actually tell you any of the truth, while Tony at least was stupid enough to tell so you what he thought. Yeah. Um, yeah, see, it was just the best kind of schadenfreude. Like, if you wanted to define schadenfreude... It's like if America lost deserves. Donald Trump and got um, the one who's in second. Mike Vance. Yeah, that's the exact same situation. Yeah. Where they're both... E- just as evil, but competent. Yeah, oh yeah, I like competency in my evil. You know, so... You this be evil, you might as well be competent. I really want to see one person walk in this elevator anyway. Like, like, like just right at the end, they're like, oh, like, oh, 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 this oh, one is working. oh, it is working. Oh, I'm so glad. And then they're just Well, they just there. don't speak English and they just... No, um, no, these were English speakers. Is that well, they I mean, were if one about. of them just didn't Okay, speak at the feminist airport... There's one person who walked into this in this Ryan, shuttle. You're so, you're so dumb. This isn't a feminist airport. This is a Twin Towers. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so, the day that the plane drove in to... I didn't even make that connection. What, the, the feminists the killed the 9-11 victims? <laughs> Hashtag Sandy Hook didn't happen, Alex Jones. <laughs> so... <laughs> Little do we know that those feminists at the feminist airport really did 9-11 all along. Jermaine Greer answer for your crimes. I don't like them putting chemicals in the water that turn the freaking frogs gay. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good impersonation there. I, no, I got it wrong. I have to do it like... And like, you can hear the blood in my throat. You need to take your shirt off as well. Because the, the best ones he's done is when he's bizarrely shirt. The best Alex Jones one ever is when he's apologising for something. He goes like this. You know, Sandy Hook was a tragedy. Even if it didn't happen, it was a tragedy. We give our love to the families, all that. You know, in this time, we need to be united. Because this is a time of peace. Coming up next, and then he's like, "Coming up next, we're in a civil war. World War Three's happening, people." Yeah, he's, my favorite one was the one where he got really insane, saying that Hillary Clinton was literally a the devil because a fly landed on her. <laughs> there are literally flies buzzing around her all the time. <laughs> she's a See, I, I don't actually watch the clips of him. I just hear about all of them and I know what the voice is. So uh, uh, one of my favourites is someone remixed the song. I never heard him the into a, one yeah, of my, shirtless sometimes. He, one of my favourites is someone remixed him and do it into a song of him talking about goblins. It's like, I don't want Trump <laughs> ingratiating himself with goblins. And then they remix it in this funky beat song where it's like, I don't want him kissing goblins, kissing goblins, 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 goblins. And it's like this funky <laughs> retro... Nice. Techno beat. Where the, the only one of those I've seen is, and I showed it to you, it was like the DuckTales chemtrails thing. Yeah. Now, the good thing about this movie that I think we need to give credit for is this movie, for me at least, doesn't feel too 90s. Yes, it is all setting up to the millennium 
and all that, which it does always feel dated, but it doesn't have the 90s music to it. It actually, like, has good, solid, ageless, like, timeless music. Like, it doesn't have, like, in these caper movies, especially from the 90s, that techno kind of movie that you hear in something like Hackers. Mm. You know, like, it doesn't have that. It didn't it just... have any of the black screens with green text on it. No, it didn't really have those. And it also, for a movie that's about hacking... There's more lasers. There is more lasers. But these ones are blue. Yeah, I don't like it. I fucking hate it. But <laughs> her boobs weird, yeah. look great in this dress. Well, it's not a dress. It's a pantsuit now. Oh, well, I'm fucking an idiot. I'm sorry. I'm like, I don't know who that idiot is. I'm fucking, but I'm sorry. Those yeah. aren't that the cloths strung together. Uh, excuse me. That is not a necklace. That's a pearl necklace. <laughs> Jesus. Michael Douglas Sean, Sean wants... His, not a necklace. It's a necklace. It is a lace made out of a neck. It's a vase. <laughs> It isn't pronounced Vizar. That's the role that um, Jafar had. Who's <laughs> a Vizar? Vizier. Vizier. You know, yeah. Patrick Stewart was originally supposed to voice Jafar. Oh, really? Yeah, Ooh. but then they thought he was too dramatic. Well, they clearly haven't didn't watch American Dad, did they? That didn't exist yet. Well, Some? they should have tried harder and looked it up. IMDb, man. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Look, they set up the chair. I'm glad that they set up the chair because they use that chair later. And in a lesser movie, and it gets broke. It, yeah, you know, because it got woke uh, about the 9/11 imagery. You know, even though she's using the funky glasses, they they serve a point. You know, like this is all pointful, not pointless. It is there so for a reason. The word woke, that means becoming enlightened about something. I have awoken right? to the truth. Yeah. I see. So, like, becoming enlightened to some, like, yes, spiritual English, yeah. English or something. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I've been hearing it recently in a way that I haven't really. Whatever. I just want to bang down the, the, the fucking lesson to Bartek. Yes, we're woke. Fucking. This show, we're, we're woke about the world of entrapment. I really like that. In this movie, it asks us so many questions and for us to answer ourselves. I said this before. That's the strength, and I really think that could be the weakness of this film. This film doesn't spoon-feed us. They're like, hey, it's New Year's and the new going to the new millennium. This is fun. We're not going to answer all the questions. You have to figure it out. Like, where does Catherine Zeta-Jones truly lie? You know, it takes it to the really the end of the movie to figure out where her loyalties are. Like, even in this sequence... You're still feeling like, is she going to betray him? You know, like, like is she did she pull this cord out that sets the whole system off on purpose to trap them in there? And then, no, they keep going and all this kind of stuff. They, you know, even when they encounter tear gas, you're thinking, hey, where is her loyalties at? Where's Ving Rhames? I hope Sean Connery is okay. <laughs> but the movie tricks you. You see, it makes you comfortable like that, and little do you know that the director, the writer, and the actors all involved were like, haha, fooled you, Sean is always going to be okay, is she going to be okay, is what you should be asking. You should be, and I, and I'm I never, glad you asked it. I'm glad I did. I like this little detail of it's like, eight billion dollars and one dollar and 67 cents. <laughs> it's like you got a dollar and 67 cents. And then bonus. Sean, and then when they count the money, Sean's like, you said 50-50. Where's that? Where's that other 30 cents? And she's like, I still want to be number one by 30 cents. <laughs> it's like, yes. And then he stabs her in the throat. <laughs> and that's the end of the relationship. 
in the movie. Credits roll. That would be a great ending. And then he's like, here, bitch, have the money. And he, like, shoves all the $8 million down her throat. He would say bitch. <laughs> he would. <laughs> I really got surprised when Ving Rhames said fuck in this movie. Yeah, and was I was like, like, oh, this has got adult. Yeah. Ooh, I'm very uncomfortable with the language. It's got the sexual stuff. It's got the fuck. It's got... I really like the... Um, implied fuck. The gentleman in the uh, the camera room that's in the tuxedo. Um, like the Asian guy? No. no. The, the, the darker-skinned guy. Okay, we'll see him again. Soon. We'll see him again. What do you like about him? I just really liked his demeanor because he's very much like... What do you think we should do about this? And he's like, preposterous. But he's also like one of those characters like, preposterous. But he's also like willing to understand. Not this guy, the other guy that you see in this room. He's like, I think he's like the one who's hosting the party. Okay. And you know. It's emotional. He got the disc. All good. Ruined his banner. I, I do like how... Uh, it's a wrench. The, imagine if the disc was too I like all the nick scratched. of time here. So like nick of time, oh, spanner broke, nick of time here, that breaks. Well, that's how you get suspense in a movie. Mr. Well, Martin. it wasn't a nick of time there because it was still crushing by the time they yeah, got to the Yeah, but it's more elevator. like a retrospective bit of suspense, isn't it? Oh, they were so close. Little do they know that being in an elevator in a system that's operated by security is a surprise. <laughs> This guy here on screen. Oh, yes. I like him. Yeah. He just has a nice... Dim- I like how it took that long for them to figure out the time was frozen. I would have been looking at that straight off the bat. But that's because I've seen the movie. They're <laughs> living in the movie, you know? Like, I'm not a detective in real life. Yeah, you don't have you don't have a party to run or an organization. I'm not Matthew McConaughey in real life. You're Are just- you sure? You look so much like him. All right, all right, all right. I am, I am, I am, I am, I am. <laughs> punch so hard. Oh, right. I hate Matthew McConaughey so much. Really? Yeah, he annoys me. Everything he's in, he ruins Oh, it. really? I, I've liked him in his well, resurgence as I don't, well, don't want to see the Dark Tower. Oh, fuck you, buddy. I'm looking so... The one thing that I am looking forward to the Dark Tower is Idris Elba and Matthew McConaughey look like the best parts of that movie and the rest of it looks worrisome. Um, They are the main characters of the film. Yeah, but, like, they, they're, cool, they're well cast. Like you know, like I worry that like I worry that if the movie, do you ever have this where you watch a movie, maybe even like this, where the two actors, the lead actors, are so good, so well cast, so well realized, and they're in a shitty movie, and you just go, man, I hope if they ever redo this, they can bring these ones back to do it again because they did the best they could. You know what I mean by that? Like, why why isn't there a sequel to Entrapment? Where's Entrapment Two? Entrapped. Uh, it's like when you watch, say, like... Freeman. It's like, I don't know what people's opinions are. It's like, those Amazing Spider-Man movies aren't very good, but I always thought Andrew Garfield was giving it his good yeah, he try. Was, he was fine, so it was just in really, a shitty movie. Yeah, exactly, and him and, you know, Emma Stone had good... Emma they were the Stone best part... Yeah, they were the best part of those movies. Too bad the movies suck, so you kind of feel sorry for them on a level, at least for him being like, no, oh, I'm bummed out. Like, you know, you gave it your hardest go, and... The movie just didn't live up to snuff. And then they're just like, uh, let's reuse Stanley. So, do you not like Matthew McConaughey in True Detective? Probably not. Because <sighs> I was like, he doesn't like him, so he's probably going to say he doesn't like him. I'm going to avoid films that have him in that. It's a show. Well, there are, we'll avoid TV shows. He's He's gotten I like, better. I don't like crime shows. <sighs> Fuck you. <laughs> Buddy, we're watching a crime movie and it's your favourite film of all time. Yeah, but he, they're committing crimes. Yeah, you don't know True Detective, buddy. I imagine he's a detective, so I imagine he's probably solving crimes. And he's true. Yeah, but maybe he's one who's doing crimes to solve crimes. 
That's no true. That's detective. a vigilante show. No, not necessarily. Oh, violence breaking. You never watched Idris Elba's show Luther? He no, does so many semi-illegal things in order to justify well, him. That's okay because that's Idris Elba. Yeah, and it's okay if it's Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson as a double-up pair. Ah, uh, Woody. You love Woody? I love a bit of Woody, but Woody Harrelson, yeah. You know a big Woody fan, huh? I like him in Will and Grace. Wait, he's in Will and Grace? Yes, he is. He dates Grace. Really? Yeah. I never really was into Will and Grace outside of Karen and Jack. And they're coming back, so excited. Karen and Jack and Will and Grace were the best part, and the rest oh, of the show kind of sucked. Oh, oh, and Grace's boss was pretty good. The The black one. That's yeah, Will's boss. Oh, Will's boss. I don't ke- see how little I care. Well, you should care more because it's a great show. Well, he's dead now. He is dead. He's very dead. He was in Mel Brooks' oh, film History of the World two, Part 1. Two, two, of, two out of three of Will's bosses are now dead. Because uh, Willy Wonka was his boss as well. Gene Wilder was yeah, his boss? Yeah. So pretty much like everyone that's been in Mel Brooks movies and Will and Grace <laughs> have died. Because <laughs> the other one, the one I'm talking about, was in History of the World Part 1. Yeah. As Josephus. Well, Mel Brooks is still alive, right? Well, yeah, don't he's, he's Mel, please do not be in the new Will and Grace. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to be alive so bad. Yeah, and I suppose uh, Debbie Reynolds is dead now too, and she was Grace's mother. Oh, fuck. Wait, was she in a Mel Brooks movie? I don't know, probably. No, you're wrong. But she's still dead. Please, Cloris Leachman and Mel Brooks, don't appear in the new Will and Grace. <laughs> You'll die if you do. <laughs> I've never noted this connection before. Now I've got a note. Was Madeline Kahn in it? No, she was dead before that. Was Dom DeLuise in any? Oh, fuck. This has gotten... Oh, my God. Hashtag Brooks's stable slash Will and Grace equal death. The Mel Brooks Will and Grace. Bill Pullman was never in it. Thank God. Bill Pullman's okay. Well, his career's not so much. Poor Bill Pullman. Bill Pullman. Bill Paxton's dead. Well, but he was never in the, the Mel Brooks. No, he wasn't, but people always get those two. Confused. Dave Chappelle's all right. No. Yeah, Dave Chappelle wasn't... Was in, oh. Men in Tights. Men in Tights. Men in Tights isn't a film. It's a great one. I hate Men in Tights. People love that movie. No, I fucking Spaceballs. hate it. Spaceballs is the best. Spaceballs is great. Rick Moranis. Spaceballs. Please, Rick Moranis. Please, please, please do not make your career come back, Will and Grace. <laughs> <laughs> You're I'm willing... gonna come back to film and be in Will and Grace. Is that your Rick Moranis impersonation? No, this is this is my impersonation that I do whenever I don't know how to impersonate someone and I can't be bothered. Do you not know Rick Moranis? I, mean, just, I know who Rick Moranis is. Do you not know, know what he sounds like? I know what he sounds like, but I couldn't convincingly do a impersonation of him. Suddenly, Seymour. <laughs> I wouldn't want to do one out of the blue that is recorded because that will be there for all perpetuity. Oh man! Now I'm looking up Will and Grace people. Hey, will look up Madeline. Yeah, well, I love Madeline. That's why. She's that's... Madeline. She's Madeline. Will and Grace. Let's see who's appeared in this show and who are dead now. But we're from <laughs> Mel Brooks's stable of actors. Enough of them. Too many, too many. Yeah. Well, what if you get drunk one night and you're there in were the eight milk? seasons of Will and Grace? Yeah, and there's gonna be a ninth. So excited! Did there need to be a ninth? Yes. No, seriously, Will and Grace sucked, didn't it? No, it's great. It's the best great. thing about it are those two other characters, Who Jack great. and Karen. Grace is also funny. Will no. is a bit of a bore. No, Grace, Grace, is, Grace, Grace is fine. Guys, our two leads survived the scary. Oh, well, that's disappointing. Wouldn't well, it be great if they just plummeted to their deaths? 
But then the movie would be over. We wouldn't get the twist about Ving Rhames. He'd just be at the funeral being just, like, rest just in be peace. Like a, and he'd throw a fork. You know those 80s, like, Revenge of the Nerds <gasps> movie where you get oh, these subtitles? Oh, no! Michael Douglas was in Will and Grace? Oh, uh, yeah, he was in it. Oh, no, it gave him throat cancer! <laughs> <laughs> was he in any Mel Brooks? Right? No, thank God, but but he nearly got killed by Will and Grace. That's yeah. why he nearly died. Yeah. Oh, thank God. I was so worried there. I saw his his happy little face. I'm like, no, Will and Grace. Who was he? He was a cop. Gavin who, Hatch. Who was secretly gay, who loved Will, but... Um, he was an old man. In order to convince Will to go on a date with him, he pretended that he needed his help hunting if, for laptop thieves. What if Mel Brooks goes to the set and says, you leave my actors alone, but they recorded him and they put that in an episode... <laughs> No, no, you gotta say it like Mel Brooks would say it as well. You gotta leave my acting alone! That's why Paul Giamatti being Mel Brooks. Yeah, well, the twist of Gilbert Godfrey. Yeah, more Paul Giamatti. It was. Um, so, with films like this. This is are, a film, yes, you know. That it. are about crimes, and particularly notorious crimes. Like, this would be a very big deal. Yes. Well, yes, she gets away in the end. Spoilers. Um, what? Yes. I'm sorry to... I, I had a spoiler I really wanted there, the so propeller blades to chop her in half. <laughs> um, like, how does she live? What do you mean? She, she, is, she, would, she they, has one billion she dollars. They know, who she, they know what she looks like. They knew that from the beginning. And they know all of her information. She is a master criminal. The only criminal. she hasn't already been arrested is because they were letting her continue to dig herself into a hole. Yeah, but... <sighs> While, yes, she would have a lot of money... She finds a genie and wishes for immortality. Where Dude, she she's go? a part of the crime world. She can vanish. And also... She'll go took... live with Mr. Nippies. Well, yes. Under his boob. It's <laughs> so comfortable in here. Fun fact, the housemaid from uh, Will and Grace, her last oh. acting role was Food Fight. <laughs> <laughs> what a great way to end your career. No, because she's going to be in the new season. No, they haven't got her in the IMDb. She's in the new season, though. Tough shit. They haven't got her in the IMDb. Well, we all know that IMDb is flawless the way they deleted their message boards. What? They deleted their message boards, didn't you know? For what? Because they were too poisonous and toxic, which is true, but they were also very fun. On what? Will and Grace? No, all of them. Like, they were. Apparently, they didn't like the culture that it was. Excuse me. We read a message board thing on this show for the tuxedo, which this movie really reminded me of as well, thanks to Bartek pointing that out in a conversation we had before the show, that. Talked about that their dad's their dad's truck was in that movie. Yeah, and I read a. Book. And then we there also did be... the boy next door, in which there was a very very civilized conversation about why would a woman wear lingerie if she wasn't ready to fuck. Yeah, and there was <laughs> even in the film uh, Deck the Halls. I read a bunch of message boards. One well, of them was not, complaining not about the racism. IMDb message boards. If you looked on that page you were just on, there is no longer a link to get to the message. I'm board. so. You know what? I have noticed recently <gasps> so that I said about that. Yeah. I really wanted to write a message board on Will and Grace. I had been on those message boards since I was 13. Yeah, didn't you talk about them in a previous episode? Yeah, they were great. Especially the 140-page one arguing about um, what was the saddest death in Jaws 2. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. We, that's what we talked about. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was the saddest Well, the saddest death was there's this one character. Her name is Marge, and she's a teenager, so you feel bad for her because she's a teenager and her name is Marge. And she has next to no lines, but she gets the most brutal, horrible death. And she's one of the only teenagers to die in the movie, apart from like some random guy, um, saving the the sheriff's son. Okay. So it's a self-sacrificial death. Like she saves him and in the protest gets killed. And everyone's like, oh my God, it's so sad. It's so sad. 
And I was just like, why are you still talking about this? This was first posted in 2007. And in 2016, which is the last time I looked at it, you're still going. Yeah, what because it's fucking sad. And now they can stop forever. <laughs> well, now they have to. It has been silent. Well, while this film's ending, I have some fun facts about Will and Grace. Oh. <laughs> so I've never watched before, but okay, let's hear Well, them. it's about gay people. Yeah, Except for the ones that aren't gay. Yeah. Which are the two women. Mm. No, uh, Will's not gay in real life. No, I mean the characters. Oh, yes, the characters. Yes, they're both gay. Uh, uh, whoa, whoa, hold on, hold on. First trivia fact. Karen is bisexual John... and possibly transgender. Okay. There's references where she can't remember if she was a boy or a girl when she oh, was Oh, okay, okay. Well, John Barrowman, who we mentioned briefly, was up for the role of Will, but didn't get it because he was too straight. Yeah, and the role went to Eric McCormack. Barrowman is gay in real life. Well, McCormack. And is feminine as hell. Yeah, you gotta play gay or not at all. Yeah. I gotta play gay or keep else am I gonna suck gay, cock? Keep it gay. And then. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on. This is a this is a groundbreaking fact here about Will and Grace that Bartek is going to be rolling so happily about. The first episode of the eighth season was a live-aired episode. They did two of them, actually. Well, it says just the first of the eighth. Now, this scene here really reminds me of the fact that they have here, which is Jack Sheardoll is a 60... Thousand dollar prototype of a doll that Mattel sold for a short time. That made me think of this scene because she has a real doll like face, <laughs> doesn't she? It's well proportioned. It is so proportioned. It's like the proportions they just went on Catherine Zeta Jones. Let's do the opposite of Sean Connery's face. Where if he didn't have a beard, I'd want... Like, you know what it's like when you watch the James Bond movies with Sean and you're like, oh, he doesn't have a beard. I don't know how to feel about this. Mm. It feels dirty. It's yes. like if Bartek didn't have a beard. I wouldn't know who he was. I'd be You've like... seen me without a beard. Yeah, but I don't know who you are each time. I'm like, right? who's... Huh? I was very uncomfortable when you cut your hair. I never did nothing uncomfortable in my life. <laughs> you're just a bigot. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am a Nazi. Well, and a bigot. So there you go. I like, I look, look, he's, kind of what is with Ving Rhames putting things in his mouth? And near <laughs> other people's faces. It almost looks like a pencil. It's actually a cigar. Yeah, I know it is. But he wished it was a fork with <laughs> Sean Connery's DNA on it. <laughs> <laughs> <It's essence. laughs> I can't believe neither of you didn't notice that f- classic fork moment. I've only seen the film I, once. I, well, Bartek, it. you're more observant than this. Right, I didn't even notice he touched the fork onto him. You didn't even fork it together. <laughs> Honestly, I might not. Uh, her eyebrows are saying she's sad. Look at the way they draw together. Oh, yeah. They look at the way they kind of squiggle into the middle of her face. Oh, she's sad. Sean's are saying... I'm mischievous because the one on my left side is raised a little bit and a bit fluffier. And look at all the wrinkles. Well, he's a proud, wrinkled man. Yes. You should be proudful. <laughs> I should be proudful. Yeah. I don't know if that's the word. Fine, fine. You should you be. You should be pride. You should Prideful? be. You should be proud, prided about it. Prided. I'll be prodded. Let's be prodded. Okay, don't be, be so pridey. gay. Don't be so gay about it. Okay, I know we talked about Will and Grace, and that's like catnip, but like calm down, okay? Will and Grace. Will and Grace. I don't They're, know how you could like... Uh, just... I started going clubbing at gay bars. There was a very butch lesbian bouncer, and do you know what her name was? Her name was Gay. What was I, it? Well, it was Gay. Her, literally, her name was yeah, Gay. Yeah, so it was Gay, but what was it? 
<laughs> when I first went to uni, I met a girl whose name was Friday. Oh God! And she didn't nice. expect me to make jokes and all. <laughs> <laughs> you expect me went... to leave that one on the table? One time, I said to her, "What day is it? Friday." <laughs> <laughs> That would be good. And she looked me dead in the eyes and just hated me so much because that day was Friday. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Oh, I enjoyed that. What day is it? Friday. There was um, there was a kid in my school whose name was Anakin. Oh, I had a girl in my school called Annika. Well, that's an actual name. (laughs) Anakin's a name. Yeah, from Star Wars. Yeah. I had a guy, I had a girl in my year called Storm Forest. That was actually oh, her God. name. Hey, 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 hey. It's a cool combination of the name Storm that you could put with anything else. Like, think about it. Like Storm that, Smith. Yeah, you couldn't have Storm Harris. I know a Storm Logan. Actually, I take that one back. Storm Harris sounds like a really cool store where you would buy shoes. <laughs> Storm, what was it, Logan? Yeah. Ah, the X-Men... Uh, fanfic Storm and Logan she turns him on by electrocuting his fucking claws until he comes oh, I would in the movie. room is it still Halle Berry or have they cast someone who actually the one, is better at it the one that was in the new X-Men movie oh yeah the one with the mohawk the great that great movie it was so good X-Men Apocalypto it's, with, it's, directed it's, by Mel Brooks <laughs> Ryan did you like Bing Ray's last line I loved Ving Rain's last line, but little did you know there's a cutscene at the end of this movie where he's just licking forks that are in the <laughs> castle. He's like, oh, Sean's must have touched this. I live here with my castle fork. But his last line was a callback to his first scene. Which was the size dress? No, it was uh, bring me a damn car. And yeah, because he really wanted his car, you know? Mm. Now, Sean gave him microchips. Does this indicate that Ving Rain's is a corrupt officer of the law? I'd say so. I'd say so. I'd say so. Maybe he's just really sneaky about his forks. So. Nothing says entrapment like a long lingering shot on blinking Sean, Sean Connery. Connery. <laughs> oh my. Finally realised that she's up there. <laughs> That's just Sean now. It's not her breathing. I don't like, I like her outfit with the one button. It's very mm, fashionable. Maybe she's a, what are they called? The people, flashers? I would (laughs) love it if she was a flasher. Yeah, no one would arrest her for that. They'd just be like, okay, cool. They'd actually give her an award. (laughs) Well done. Nobel Peace Prize. There's been no wars since you did that Now, I know that you didn't serve in the military, but I've got a purple heart here for you. The Medal Medal of Honor. The Medal of Honor. Now, I don't have the medal, but I have the video game. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I have the disc. And she, she gets given it, and she goes, Medal of Honor? Great, and then she looks at it and realizes it's not the first two Medal of Honors, and she goes, "Oh, piss weak then," and breaks it in half. <laughs> and then they go, "You're good, you're good." That was we a tried test. it. We tried to test you there, but you passed. Here, here's the original two Medal of Honors on PlayStation One. And she doesn't have a PlayStation to play them. No, no, no. She puts them up her vagina, and they become gold nuggets. <laughs> What a and, great story that was. <laughs> it's called Entrapment. <laughs> it comes full circle. 
She flashes. She's in entrapment. She... It's doable. And then... Oh, look, she even did the pop leg thing. Well, I would pop my leg if I was her, because I just shoved metal one and one and two up my cooch. And I also have bazillions of dollars. Did you notice how many trains just go past this station without yes. actually stopping? Yeah. Now, know that the train station's empty. Well, they did say, well, you can bring the civilians back in now. Yeah, he, well, he told Bob to do yeah, it. Yeah, Bob. 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 Barbara. Barbara. So Barbara. we are going to now give our views on the film and a rating of our choice. Our views or our reviews? Oh, fuck yeah. I'm going to go straight off the back. Back. The back of Sean Connery's amazing career. Because this is probably one of his last um, uh, leading man roles. At least of the romantic kind. And Sean Connery was, in his time, and I really do hope that he does return to acting before he leaves us. I want him to, so shut up. <laughs> I wish that he would come back because he does have a, a charisma and a charm, one that is of a certain era that we don't have anymore. You know, you can say that's a good thing, you can say that's a bad thing. He's good at playing villains and he's good at playing the heroes as well. Hence, he's James Bond, but then other times he can be Merriweather from... The Avengers. So, my saying about this movie is this movie's more than just Captain Zeta Jones and lasers. There's Ving Rames and Forks as well. I think that this movie is one that's appropriate for a family to watch together. Of course, the kids being, I'd say, above 10 because there is a fuck in there, and it depends how prudish you are. Apparently, Sam's family didn't care too much. No, they enjoyed it. Good. They were like, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta. You're going to fucking like this, kid. And you're like, I will, I will, as long as I get to watch Deep Rising afterwards. you damn straight. And then we're going to go to the Starskin Hutch video store. <laughs> it was a guy who played Hutch. Sells video tapes of, of every episode of Starskin Hutch. And he doesn't have the current movie because it hasn't happened yet. But he makes a cameo in it. And you, and then little Sam goes, Dad, I think I might be gay. And he's like, that's why we're taking you to Starsky Hot Store to teach you a lesson. And show you a film about two men. Or, or show about two men. And I give this film five stars. <laughs> that's my review. Is that story? Is that story of you? No, if I have to give this a rating, I would give this a nice... A nice... I would say I just give this a... A nice romance. Dinner with a fork? I'm not going to make any fork references. I think the romance of this movie speaks for itself. This gets a rating of a nice, tender, sensual, consentful... Every now and then you get slapped with the back of the hand in the face romance. Bartek? I think that this film is definitely one... That more people should watch. I mean, that's that's sort of a conclusion there, but let's talk about why that conclusion is the case. Um, and before I continue, Ryan, it's Mr. Bartek. Sorry, Monsieur Bartek. Monsieur Bartek. That's what people do when I leave. <clears throat> <laughs> you know, Bartek, I've been really proud of you this episode. Like, I think the word I'd use is... Pride. You took us to the feminist airport full throttle. 
And only I can. I can't wait to do an image for the feminist airport where it's like an airport, but it's pink with all the female gender signs and then like a bunch of angry people in it, like just arguing with each other. I like how even the feminists couldn't stop their feminist airport from being pink. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like, what what colour should we choose? Well, is it right? And all the feminists go, pink! Fuck! (laughs) And then you have, no, 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 no. The the airport is nothing but wallpapered images of pink, the music. <laughs> and every feminist man, woman, or, or, or trans person just goes, she is an icon. <laughs> and like raises their glasses. Even the people taking off the plane, when they're landing the plane, they're like, where is the airport? Well, look for Pink's face. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> the tarmac is just Pink doing those aerial aerobatics <laughs> in her shows. And that's oh, the tar- nice the tarmac is nothing but really large images of that, and they're like, "There it is! Let's land on Pink's face." Do it. Okay. Sorry, Bartek. I would love to hear your review, but I've got to make an airport. <laughs> <laughs> Not make it to the airport. You have to make. I have to make it for Australia because it's only Kuala Lumpur. <laughs> yes, the cunt of Kuala Lumpur. <clears throat> anyway, um, this film, I really like this film because this film had a lot of things going for it. Yay. It's really good to see a film that makes sense while also having elements of mystery and also having good pacing and plot development. So what I mean by this is there are a lot of films you watch where you you, you watch them and you're just asking questions all the time about things that are confusing and not necessarily like dramatic questions like, oh, oh, who's going to be the final villain? Who's going to be the mastermind? It's questions like you're confused. You don't know what's going on. Mm, To be or not to be, you know? Yeah. And there were some points with this film. It's also a Mel Brooks film. It's a remake, yeah. It's good. Yeah, it's got naughty Nazis in it. Um, You know that I enjoy that kind of thing. (laughs) And I will reference this. I only like every realize the connection that he like that he turns straight for Nazis. It's set in Poland, isn't it? To yeah. be or not to be, yeah, yeah, yeah. To be or not to be is at one the of beginning, his weaker movies. Mel Brooks, yeah, the original. But greatest. at the beginning, he and his wife sing in Polish, and then they argue in Polish, and the narrator's like, "Let's not do Polish anymore," <laughs> <laughs> for the sake of clarity. How amusing! <laughs> yes, so That's I not- really like that beginning part. Anyway, this film, uh, <laughs> I, I will. That's admit- the reason he likes it. Nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> that beginning part because they have Polish. And they can That's turn it a- off after the first five. After and naughty Nazis. I do enjoy when he's trying to get through to be on it to be, and the guy keeps telling him the the lines to. It. I know. <laughs> it's good comedy. Go Bartek. I know, it's hard. Yeah, yeah. The feminist airport's calling you with their anthem, which is just whatever whatever top female songs on at the moment. It's that uh, Ariana Grande one where she got fucked so hard she can't walk straight. Yeah. That's Any feminist. Nicki Minaj song from three years ago. That's a good feminist right there. <laughs> Nicki Minaj? No, it's... <laughs> or Ariana Grande? There's nothing more disturbing than a little kid dancing to that song. <laughs> She's been fucked so hard she can't walk straight. It's terrible. Is that a real song? Yeah, you've got me going side to side because she's been fucked so hard that she can't walk straight. Okay. Yeah, like the video is the typical. I mean, Ariana Grande is like 14 years old or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Talk about mm. Ariana Grande in your review. Incorporate it, Bartek, so none of this seems like oh, a tangent. God, it's like the year, it's like the year 12 <laughs> gat all over again. Go, go, go! 
Did that that fly over you? Yeah, you didn't do the gat. Um, anyway, uh, I did the gat and I finished it really quickly and I left. I don't know what that is, but it's back... a general achievement test that you do in year twelve. I don't know. Have... Just in case you die during the exams and they have nothing else to you know, uh... grade you on, so they go with the gat. So, what did Ariana Grande <laughs> think of this movie, Bartek? Okay, I'll stop talking about the gat. Um, anyway, Ariana the Grande, she saw the film and she had. <laughs> you, know, you can speak Polish, but you can't speak Ariana Grande. <laughs> the woman who sounds like a coffee, you just can't say. Oh dear. I would. Excuse me, cafe owner. Yes, sir. Can I have a Can I have a nice warm cup of Ariana Grande? Of course, if you lick a donut first, and then it's a controversy for no specific reason. Okay, but do I get cancer of the throat? What are you fucking pervert? You're not licking Captain Zeta Jones's pussy. It's like, oh, you're right. Sorry, I just wanted a coffee. Jesus, so many references. What was the donut thing referenced to? She stole a donut. She stole... Ariana Grande stole a so donut. No, she licked it. She, she just... licked a donut that she was at a store and she filmed it like on Snapchat or some shit and everyone gave this backlash being like, you know how fucking rude that is to the staff and the people who work at the good institution of Dunkin' Donuts? <laughs> you are such a bad role model. Be more like Miley Cyrus and get naked for us, you fucking I mean, did bitch. She, did she buy it afterwards or what? No. She no. She just licked it. Put it back for she was like a teenager who is drunk. Oh, drunk. Okay. Why would a or at least yeah. having a stupid time with her friends, you know? So it's just like she licks a donut and everyone's like, what a fucking bad role model. What a fucking travesty of a human being. And even now, after she's done all this other stuff that you could argue is good or bad, people are still like, Never uh, have gotten never over the down. donut thing. Okay. Like, she's had, like, that thing that happened this year with all of her fans that got, you know, like, the killed and yeah. in, injured and all that. And people still are like, Ariana Grande, the musician, and a girl who licked a fucking donut. Like, honestly, I watched a news report that, where that was mentioned alongside all these people died. Like, 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 they never let go of that. Like, for some reason, it's like, yeah, for some reason, they're not letting go of that. Like, I understand why people may not let go in the society that we live in of, like, Miley Cyrus being naked and everything or being, like, a terrible person, it seems. But it's like Ariana Grande, young girl out on the town having fun, licked a donut four years ago. <laughs> I'll never let that go. You can have you can have the right to take my guns away, but you can never take my right to call Ariana Grande a, a dirty donut liquor. Donut liquor. <laughs> Who then doesn't buy. And then doesn't buy it. What a fucking slag. What a bitch. So, Bartek? Alright, uh, <laughs> let's start my review, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell, Jesus. Um, no, Ariana Grande is her name. <laughs> I don't know why you can't. No, I know it's Ariana Grande, but you got there, Nilly. Just the first time I just you know slugged her. <laughs> like Sean Connery. St- it's another word for stammer, but I can't. Sure, I heard that you licked a donut, bitch. I'm gonna slug you in the jaw. That's how you mature a woman. That's what he believes. And I think the reason why people. Don't appreciate this film is because they're distracted by pop culture. You know, they're distracted by the incidents of the days. They don't have time to just appreciate a really good film that came right at the end of the millennium. The same millennium that so, so many things happened in. Like that one thing and then another thing. You know, there were medieval times, there were renaissance times, 
And there were times where everyone was sad and they called it the Great Depression. Yeah, that's a sad time. Yes, and there were so many great films made and I feel like this film is made with this... Uh, just, I'm literally giving a review and you're looking at a phone. Like, I know, I'm telling the phone that I'm looking at about your review. I'm translating yeah, it for he's, it. He's, he's, it's, I'm, actually transcri- it. <laughs> I'm actually transcribing <laughs> Well, we are recording this. You can transcribe it afterwards. No, I have to do it. It's a court case. This is a court case. Oh, you're taking minutes. We're, we're, we're at the war trial for Sam for being a Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> and I have to transcribe your review. Okay. Oh, this is, the, this is a testimony. This is a testimony <laughs> for Sam's Nazism. <laughs> By being into Alice. Oh, no, I see. And no, he has to give his testimony We are here because it. Sam is guilty of liking Will and Grace and being a gay man and that being so much of a stereotype. But he's also a Nazi, so that kind of goes against the grain. I really just like to keep people guessing is what I'm saying. He also likes Kylie. So, like, not Minogue, just anyone called Kylie. You know, just, <laughs> if your name's Kylie, he'll turn straight for you. Hi, Kylie. You're a boomerang. This film is the greatest <laughs> 1999 Sean Connery and <laughs> Catherine Zeta-Jones duo lead film. If you do not watch any other Sean Connery and Catherine Zeta-Jones duo film from 1999, you make it this one. This one <laughs> is full of love for the whole 20th century and, in fact, the whole millennium. The whole... Second millennium after the BC times. This film has everything going for it. It has funny moments. It has good romance. It has a great heist. And it has great characters. Uh, with it's a, great it's acting. a caper. It's a you caper action. You can make action. great things out of it. Out of forks. Out of making mistakes about Kuala Lumpur being a cunt. There are so many great things. You don't have to talk about Will and Grace. You can just watch this film and talk about it forever. And if I have to give this film a rating, I have to give it a Sam Langsford Garden in the cunt of Kuala Lumpur. Stationed in the right in the middle of the feminist airport. But where does Ving Rhames factor into all that? <laughs> I'm giving the fork to Sam. Nah, the, he, Ving Rhames runs the feminist airport because you know, they're feminists. They can't, run their own, they can't run their own airport. There you go. <laughs> they need the FBI to run it. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we have good ideology, but we're bad at running things at the finish airport. I mean, Judy accidentally drove into a tower the other day. Uh, you know, Greer, Women can't and, drive, yeah. It was awkward. And it was really awkward, so thank God Ving stepped in. <laughs> <laughs> he licked some things. That's how you keep And now on track we're a five star quality airport. You can come here for a quality. And stay for the inner politics that makes no sense because we're all trying to believe in the same thing, but we're going over the fine, finer details that really don't matter. But let's let's just go in circles, Yo, Ryan, and kind of ever get every normal person that's outside just wanting to catch a plane not to come in at all to the feminist airport. No, Ryan, I would really... rather be bigots because at least bigots are honest about what they're about. I like that we have. Made a lot of things out of these token black characters that we see on the show. Like, there yeah. was Tone Loke with his Brothers Don't Surf. We had <laughs> Isaac Hayes with his evidence Fucking thing. Isaac Hayes needs more evidence. So, so great that we're getting mileage out of all these I gentlemen. love the idea that at the... Fe- hey, we're just talking about, like, bigots 
at least tend to be a bit more in tune with what they're about. Can you imagine like a meeting of b- the bigot airport and if it was the same <laughs> as the feminist airport where it's like, motherfucker, I don't like those blacks. How dare you say you don't like the blacks? I love the blacks. It's so damn Jews I have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like if, if the like, bigots... Like, it's like, you're one of those third wave bigots, aren't you? Yeah, yeah I only hate blacks if they're criminals. You're a bigot because you're bigoted about my bigoted views. <laughs> So you're saying that if if bigots were to submit, that? if bigots yes, it's were to called the Republican Party. Oh, KO! They're saying that if bigots were to submit a Microsoft Word document and feminists were to submit a Microsoft Word document, the bigots wouldn't have any like spell check errors. No, the bigots would actually have uh, uh, one that met the word limit. Okay. <laughs> well, the feminist one would be like four times as long. And go on tangents or something. And go on tangents. Tangents? They're the worst thing ever. And tangents yeah, that counteract what the theme or point of the actual essay they're writing is. And they were like, why men suck? And then in it, they're like, if it wasn't for men, I wouldn't be around. Hashtag love them. And then the next edge would be like, but fuck, they oppress Can me. Can we go on a tangent and go for his review? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Sure, thank you. Thank you for that. This I don't just really a tangent, know what else though. I can say about this without going on a tangent. Um, don't let me down. It's a, I really don't have much to say that's going to be particularly amusing, except that it's a great movie. Catherine Zeta-Jones' butt has never looked better in that quasi-futuristic outfit. I would give it 45 lasers out of 45 lasers. <laughs> oh, Whoa. that was hilarious, because there were 50 lasers. <laughs> oh, I'm so satirical. No, right, there were 50 lasers and 67 cents. Well, if only there were 50 reviews I could read from IMDb, but I've only grabbed six. And oh. if only there were nine comments from YouTube. So I've got a seven-star review here from IMDb, written in the good year of 2004. It's called All I'm Seeing is Catherine... And the laser beams. <laughs> he sees the laser beams? Well, they see it. I don't know. Their name's Christine, so this is a woman speaking. Oh, <clears throat> this is how it starts. That was the coolest part of the movie. I mean, I'm not a guy or anything, but I have to admit she does look sexy. I really enjoyed Entrapment. It had high action and intensity. I saw the film over HBO. I showed my mum, and she was in love as well. Although this is not my favourite Connery film... It's still worth a look. The love story wasn't really needed, but you'll deal. Mm. Overall, the film is good. It was well directed with some remarkable actors. And remember, laser beams! <laughs> if you don't like the film, you will definitely like laser beams! Hee <laughs> hee. I would recommend this to fans of Connery or Jones. 7 out of 10. What about fans of laser beams? Well, that, that goes without saying. Goes without saying. Yeah. I got another one here that's written by Snobby Dude. It's from 2005, seven-star review again. It's called You Won't Remember Much About the Movie Other Than Catherine Zeta-Jones in the Laser Scene. (laughs) And Ryan was gracious enough to read his username. Yeah, well, I wanted to just get you into the mindset of snobby dude. Mm. I remember how after seeing this movie, everyone in my office was talking about Catherine Zeta-Jones and how she was arguably the most beautiful woman in the world. The women in the office went to go see it after hearing all the fuss. Many going just to confirm that she isn't all that. In a way, it's a bit odd. It's a bit of a shame because it's a decent heist movie with a good plot and pretty good acting. Sean Connery was, as always, excellent in his role. And the cinematography? That's the end of that sentence. (laughs) 
<laughs> it gets all overshadowed by the Catherine Zeta-Jones laser scene that guys will be thinking about for days and then in brackets, years? He asks that like a question. Does anyone, does any of this make the movie any less entertaining to watch? Probably not. Bartek, you've gotten comments from YouTube. Now, are these from the trailer? Uh, They're from a few different versions of the trailer, yeah. Uh, There are different versions, because I watched the trailer of this on IMDb, and it was one of those trailers where it just showed you a bunch of images, and a guy narrating just goes, Catherine Zeta-Jones is after an art thief. That art thief... Sean Connery, do they fall in love? Do they get the jewels? You'll find out. And I'm like, that's the trailer? Yes. Well, they did steal those jewels that they really wanted to get. In <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, so this film, you know, it's from 1999, so it's going to be one of those, like, oh, the trailer's up, but it's like a retrospective thing, so it's mm. old. So there's not a lot of comments. Um, I've managed to find nine. They're nine all, means no. They're all funny for the same reason they're all meaningful for the same reason mm-hmm. um and you know a little little quiz for you is going to be what is the common element to all these comments is it lazy <laughs> <laughs> the first comment please let it be lazy <laughs> and it's all lowercase no punctuation yes <laughs> oh i'm sorry there is a colon at one point fuck no you've screwed it now but it's only because it was referencing a time in the trailer Damn, Catherine Zeta-Jones is such a sexy girl. She looks so sexy naked at the 0 minute 40 second mark. Hubba hubba, sexy girl. The most sexy girl I have I ever seen. I so want to fuck her. This <laughs> <laughs> is the theme that Catherine Zeta-Jones is sexy, sexy girl. If only they knew it gives them throat cancer. Yeah, that pussy gives you throat cancer. Uh, the next comment <laughs> I found on the same video is... Damn, Catherine Zeta-Jones is a se- such a sexy girl. She looked so sexy naked at the one minute... Sorry, zero minute, 40 second <laughs> mark. Hubba hubba, one. sexy girl. The most sexy girl i ever seen. I so want to fuck her. Is that the same comment again? The third comment I found is... Damn, Catherine Zeta-Jones is such a sexy... I found this comment nine times. <laughs> Somet- <laughs> only sometimes on separate videos. <laughs> It was four times on the first video I found. <laughs> By the same person over like three different videos. <laughs> I'm gonna review here. And that's it from me. Unless you want me to read it like Seven stars from 2004. It's called Entrapment. Is a good, entertaining movie. Now that is good writing right there. It tells you everything you need to know in the heading of that review. I have to say that I liked watching Entrapment. It is a good, entertaining movie. But what I don't understand is why this movie is called a comedy. It didn't really make me laugh. It did make me smile through. It did make me smile though, and that is already a good thing. There was some humorous parts in it, but in my opinion, that's still not enough to call it a comedy. If it isn't a comedy, what is it then? It's a well-produced action thriller, which was able to keep my attention from beginning to the end, thanks to the many plot twists and the good acting. You could say, of course, that Sean Connery is still used to playing this kind that. Sean Connery is still used to playing this kind of roles. He wasn't James Bond for nothing. 
He still knows how to play a smart gentleman who likes to play with a lot of gadgets and pretty ladies. And what an opponent he has. Captain Zeta-Jones is really nice to look at in every way. Connery is an art thief who is able to pass the best security system stealing the painting and making fun of the security people by changing the original painting with a picture of Elvis. Catherine Zeta-Jones investigates the crime scenes for an insurance company and tries to catch Connery. To do so, she will try to convince him that she's a thief as well, that she has planned a huge robbery, but she needs his help to complete it. Thanks to the many twists, this movie will keep you guessing till the end. Who is what? Who did what to who and why? And the ending is in comparison to other movies of this kind. A pure surprise, very subtle and truly original. That is why I reward this movie a 7.5 out of 10. Truly a good job. Good job. Ooh, a reward. But Sam, I have a review here that's negative. Or oh, more no. in the middle of the road area. This is the last review. I no, 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 I have another one. This is a smaller review, but this goes as such... Except laser scene with Zeta Jones, there is nothing else in this film. <laughs> it goes as yes, such. There's literally just blank screen. Uh, it goes as such. As I put in the title, I did not find much in this film. I have to say that Zeta Jones and Sean Connery are trying very hard to do something out of paper thin screenplay and not very interesting plot. I tries to like this film, but I could not. Since. Uh, since I have to fill ten lines. <laughs> oh, here we go again! It's been a while! Oh, I love her at the 40-second mark. <laughs> Since I have to fill ten lines of text, let me just say that Catherine Zeta-Jones is a fantastic actress and very good-looking. I'm sorry that she has so many health and other problems. There are rarely any people today who do not. Hmm, that's true. That's the scene in the end with the trains was cute. Otherwise, it was not that interesting film. I'd recommend that you watch it if you do not have anything better to do in your life. <laughs> in the whole life. And then I have the last of you here. Now, this is a sad one. It's written in 1999 from Singapore. It doesn't have a star rating. It goes as such. G- gorgeous Catherine and Handsome Sean. Ooh, this is the ti- that's the title, and it's it like goes. Book title. It goes as such. <clears throat> I have to admit that Catherine is so gorgeous in this film, and Sean so handsome, as always, that they themselves, not the character, kept on getting my attention while we watched the film. Now to the film. The picture is not so sharp, and the audio is okay. This is the next film that we watched after The Matrix. As for the storyline, the chase scenes didn't live up to how the story was brought up, which was very good and exciting and intriguing. Sean and Catherine make a good pair in this film. Catherine didn't look like she was intimidated by working with a veteran actor like Sean. She enjoyed the film and it looks like that and and it looks like that she actually quite overwhelmed Sean on this one. It is an honor for Hollywood actors and actresses to work with an icon like Sean, and not only Catherine was fortunate, but she did fit as Sean's sidekick. The romance that was built up between them has a good chemistry and they really are suited as a match, despite the age gap. To my surprise, the latter part of the film was shot in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia, where I worked for almost six months. It is very refreshing to see our side of the world in big films with big names like this. 
I'm not sure about this, but it's quite weird that there are no people slash commuters at the train station at 6.30 in the morning. I felt funny seeing them all alone in, on the station. That really didn't look realistic at all. I know for sure that KL is a busy capital and it's just, it just doesn't, just doesn't look correct. On the chase scene inside the current tallest building in the world, the tear gas event is also a disappointment. I've experienced <laughs> I've experienced the agony of what tear gas do to your eyes, skin and nose and slash lungs. And this without even being near the tear gas can. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah, tear gas can. <laughs> I just imagine how the characters would have survived going through the smoke and then continue running away from the authorities. Sean and Catherine were great together and the story was thrilling and exciting. If not for the sloppy chase sequences, I'd have given it 8 stars. In this case, it's just a 7. Oh, that's a plummeting score there. That guy experienced tear gas for real. And what a hero. He had to tell us about it. Yeah. Well, Sam, we're glad that you came here. I'm glad and then we're glad that you also stopped ejaculating in the room and witnessed us on the show and talked with you us. You might want to wipe the underside of the table. I'm going to lick it. Like a fork. Get the fork! Get the fork! <laughs> Guys, I've had the pleasure of being a co-host with Bartek. I don't know what Bartek... Mr. Bartek, sorry. Yes. And you guys have been fantastic, amazing, wonderful listening people. If you want to support us, well, you can find us pretty easy. Spit and Polish Presents. You just put that in the old Bing search... <laughs> You'll find us on iTunes, YouTube, Facebook, Podbean. We're there. Give us a, a thumbs up or subscribe or whatever. Follow or recommend us to your friends, family, pets. You know, anyone that listens is an audience. <laughs> you know, you can't build a flaming if, cross without the wood. What if Amy Schumer <laughs> listened to this episode? I'm glad that you asked that. Amy, if you can hear me through those ears, I'm glad that you listened. So, <laughs> oh, you told her, Ryan. Oh, but she couldn't hear me. So, you guys have been fantastic, amazing, wonderful, superfluously stupendous listening people. Till next time, remember to be kind to each other. <clears throat> Damn, Catherine Zeta Jones is such a sexy girl. She looks so sexy naked at the zero minute 40 second mark. Hop on, sexy girl, the most sexy girl I ever seen. I want to, so fuck her! <laughs> I was thinking if I should do Sean Connery, but then I just decided, nah. Oh, no, you should do it as, oh, no, I should her. do it as Sam Langsford. <laughs> Alright. Damn! Damn, Catherine Zeta-Jones. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it now that I'm being forced to. Earlier I did a really good Sam. Just make him like, do it normally and just claim it's you. No, I, I, I won't do it. I'll be more, oh, oh, no, I know what I have to do. Damn, Catherine Zeta-Jones is such a sexy girl. She looks so sexy naked at the 040. Every word is emphasized. <laughs> Mark Hubba Hubba Sexy Girl. The most sexy girl I ever seen. So I want to fuck her. This comment appeared nine times. That's said. my note. I know, but I just love... <laughs> So we just looped this nine times. <laughs>